Greetings and salutations, America! I'm Zach Nanimus. And I'm Johnny Dim, and we're from the Warlocks Entertainment System. And you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Now put your pants on! Girl? Breathe. Just breathe. I think it's time for Magic Our Way to end. Nah! Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way Podcast. Podcast. Talking about Star Wars. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff. www.magicourway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And with us today, we have... Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have the You know the story's all about the glory. That's right. It's our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Uh, I am doing very good tonight. How you weekends doing out there? I don't know if anybody responded. I'm sure they're responding right now. It was like a thousand voices crying out at once and yes. then suddenly silence. Yeah. Silence, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty it's, crazy. I felt you know, that. I, hear I felt it. it in the darkness. Reaching out. Reaching out. That's <laughs> right. Is. Reaching out and breathing. Now. Glad to be here, though. Absolutely. Kind of like Lamaze with the breathing. Um, <laughs> and we have this person on the show. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. It is Mr. I Know More Than Your Friend, Suck It Up, Tough Love, and Ever So Lovely, Travel Agent for Magical Moments, Vacations, Mosquito Killing, Date Night at Denny's, <laughs> Lee DJ White Cheddar No Hasselvika. How you doing, Lee? Oh. <laughs> oh, very, very good. Just wishing a happy fried porgs to all you guys out there. Oh yeah, my weekends. Fried porgs. Hope you're enjoying some fried porgs. Is Bucky started selling fried porgs? Uh, maybe it's going to be a cross uh, promotion with Star Wars. Oh. Um, you know, you, the Chewbacca sized fried porgs. Chewbuckies. <laughs> Should they replace Chewbuckies? <laughs> Chewbuckies. <laughs> but guys, we don't have just them on the show. Oh. <laughs> What? We have other people on the show today. You got more? Yes, we have some very special guests. A pair of special guests, even, guys. We have the one and only longtime members of the Moeka Nation, Mr. and Mrs. Mon- Mononymous, Richard Hercher and Rochelle Crow Hercher. How you doing, guys? Hi, everybody. Sounds like we have three hurchers. It sounds like we have three hurchers, yeah. There's a gaggle of us. <laughs> oh, a whole gaggle. How about nice. that? We ain't never had a gaggle on the we show. Have a, a, it's a plethora of hurchers. <laughs> plethora. <laughs> plethora. Heavy. 
Anyway, guys, we've got a great show for you today. We're talking about, as you can tell, we're, we're going to be talking about Star Wars, The Last Jedi, which is the movie that just came out. So I'm ready to dive into it. So enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are in the hub, and today we are talking about Star Wars, The Last Jedi, which I think is the name of the movie, right? That's the name of The Last Jedi? Is that what it is? That is. Yeah, that's The Last Jedi. For some reason, I thought it was Return of the Empire Strikes Back. Return but anyway, of The Last Jedi. Return of The Last Jedi, The Empire Strikes Jedi. Mo Last the Jedi. Re- <laughs> the Return of the Strikes Back. <laughs> but, Star um, Wars, Return of the Last Dragon. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the Phantom Jedi. Enter the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> New Jack. Jedi. New Jack Jedi. New Jack Jedi. <laughs> New Jack Jedi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie just came out on December 15, 2017. And uh, just to let you guys know, this is a spoiler filled episode review discussion. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, hit pause on your podcast. Go watch it. And then come back and check out our review and Go discussion. Go watch our spoiler-free live review that we did where we struggled to not say anything. That was oh, so yeah, even better. tough. Yes. Even better. I was so tough. Yes. We and are. where can you find you that? You can find that on our... On our Facebook page. A Facebook page. If you don't follow us on Facebook, definitely do that. Yes. It was so tough. I was like, you know the part with the thing and then the guy does the other thing? Oh, man. Like, I, that was... Oh, that was so... It was, was so live. Tough. You could see us biting our bottom yeah. lip. Little trickle of blood coming down. It was tough. I had oh, to yeah. put a Band-Aid on my mouth mm-hmm. when I got home. So anyways, <laughs> does anybody want to start off with anything in particular? I think me, Eli, and Lee already spoke on this uh, a little bit, so I think uh, anybody who really wanted to hear our thoughts probably already heard most of them. I think we should open it up to you and Richard and Rochelle to go ahead and tell us what y'all think of it, and you know, we, we can get back to us. Under some, uh, we're, yeah. we're superfluous. We've already kind of given away our, our feelings. Your feelings on it? Yes, although my feelings have changed quite a bit. And you don't have to search them very much. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Oh, since uh, we have our special guests on the floor, uh, I'll give the I'll be more than happy to give them the floor to be start. Be a gracious host. Be a gracious host and allow them to lead off our discussion on Star Wars. If you're friends with them on Facebook, you probably have a good idea of uh, their thoughts. There's a reason this. we wanted them on the show. I yes. love y'all, man. <laughs> so, Hertz, take it away. Ladies first. Oh, Ladies first. Mercy. Uh, well, y'all all know how I feel about it because you are friends with me on Facebook. Yes, yes, I'm we are. Very upset that I wa- <laughs> I'm very upset that I wasted babysitter hours on this nonsense. Ooh. But, um, uh, I, yeah, that's about the, the sum of it. Could have done something else. Um, damn. Yeah, that's about all I have to say. There was 45 minutes, and Richard had to talk me into it. There was 45 minutes of good Star Wars in it. Mark Hamill acted his butt off. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was bored, however, for the other, let's do the math, two and a half hours minus 45 minutes. Yes, it Bored to tears. Yeah, I thought you summed it up perfectly. That was the perfect way to sum up that movie, is that there was about 45 minutes worth of a good Star Wars movie in there. Here's the thing. If it didn't have Star Wars in front of it, I probably wouldn't have gone to see it, and I probably wouldn't have liked it at all. I feel like Disney sort of phoned it in on this one and rested on their laurels and said, hey, people are going to pay their $12, whatever, to see it because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to do anything. We just have to show up. <laughs> and it wasn't very good. And the money will roll in, right? Yes, indeed. Disney's just sitting there like Goodfellas. They're in the back room somewhere counting the money. More like casino. Yeah, casino. That's what <laughs> 
good better better reference. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty right? sure that you know tomorrow afternoon when the numbers come in, it will have made a zillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? No. Richard, now your opinion is one I am. Get my gloves on over here. Huh? Yeah, get his gloves on. That was Richard Hurcher, your only hope. <laughs> no, he's the, the movie's Hurcher, only hope. hope. The movie's only hope. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's a whole lot of hope over here. Because like Rochelle said, I was the one who kind of pushed her into the, the 45 minutes uh, quote on there. And for anyone who's listening, who, who may not know our dynamic really well, Rochelle is not ambivalent to Star Wars at all. She is the one who will go ahead. I'll come home from work, and she's the one who's got it playing on the TV when I got home from work because she's been watching <laughs> the two of the movies in between Harry Potter viewings. So uh, this is core in our, in our household. This, this, this means a lot to us. But uh, I just actually got back from seeing it the second time. Rochelle and I went and saw it yesterday morning uh, when we got mentioned babysitter for uh, the small one, uh, and the uh, oldest one was in school. And the oldest one who had kind of heard that we were going to see this and was disappointed she wasn't going. So... Uh, since uh, mommy decided to bail on us, it was just uh, me and the uh, <laughs> me and the six year old going to see it. And, yeah, I wouldn't uh, give Disney another twelve dollars for that damn movie again. <laughs> I hear that. Wait, you broke up a little bit there. So you said you weren't going to give Disney another twelve dollars. <laughs> Not wasn't going to happen. For this movie, it wasn't going to happen. Well, I was happy to see it again for a second time. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, on the other hand, it was also like, yeah, I know I'm going to be talking to you guys, make sure I didn't miss anything. No, I didn't miss anything the first time. It was pretty cut and dry. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The only question I had was the very end scene. Did I think I saw something when I didn't? And I did kind of realize something during the big fight scene that, okay, you know what? It was there. My brain kind of cl- uh, clicked over it, knew something was wrong, but I didn't recognize it at the time. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, it's a fun movie. It's a popcorn movie. If it was a summer blockbuster, nobody would be complaining too much other than it takes too long. Um. But okay. yeah, as a Star Wars movie, I'm going to be the first person to say, I didn't care for The Force Awakens that much. I thought it was Star Wars without a lot of soul. Mm-hmm. And this one, I really think if they would have taken the, about 90 minutes worth of the first movie and 45 minutes of this movie, they would have had a really great movie. <laughs> Instead, you've got two movies that are just a whole lot of screen time for not a whole lot of payoff. Mm-hmm. But I'm also willing to say, you know what, maybe they're going to build into something for that third one, because it's a trilogy, and there's going to be a big payoff at that point. But He's got hope. <laughs> I, a new uh, hope. God bless you. Hope. Just a spark. Yes, a spark. Yes. Okay, uh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, let's, okay, before we get into the details, because I want to see what that last thing was that you noticed. Kevin? Yes. Your thoughts on the movie? My thoughts on the movie. Um, well, there's a reason why at the beginning I called it the Empire Return of the Strikes Back. Okay. And a movie because the minute when I started watching it, I was like, I, I recognize elements from Empire, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with the opening scene, like, oh, they're on a base. Oh, they're going to find us. Oh, they're attacking us. Oh, we got to escape. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's like from Empire, right? And then also <laughs> the whole thing about, you know, Snoke getting chopped down, it's Return of the Jedi. You know, it's like, oh, here's a little screen. I got a video screen that shows all your friends. They're getting blown up in the transports mm-hmm. as they're freaking trying to escape to get to the planet. Uh, don't you feel the anger? Don't you want to strike me down? No, but my, you know, my pet, my whatever, you know, my little apprentice is going to strike me down and, you know, everything's going to be crazy and you can take, you know, whatever. I wasn't angry, but I was just like, come on, man. <laughs> I want an original story here, you know, and then. Are you sure you but, weren't angry? You know, I, 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 I can't I was wait. angry. I, can't I was wait. Reach down angry. with your feelings, Kevin. Yes. I can't I let the dark side take search over me, feelings, man. Search your feelings, Kevin. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Yeah. I'm going to search your pants. Um, search. Anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. I suffered for two and a half hours for some shenanigans. That's that's how I feel. Yes, I'm not. I'm not I mean, yeah. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> the vitriol is deep with this one. Wow. <laughs> I was really counting on Richard to, to find something to make us all say. Well, there's 45 minutes. He did give it 45 yes, minutes. And there was, it, there yeah. was a reason why when I first reviewed it, I called it a good movie. But like I was hesitant in calling it a good movie. And it was because of the acting was superb. Mark Hamill, like, like Rochelle just said, acted his ass off. And I really felt like there were some great scenes in the movie. But all the great scenes... I, I feel we're just like standard. Like you expect the mm -hmm. lightsaber battles. You expect the space battles. All that stuff is going to be good. Mm -hmm. What I haven't seen them put together to date is a good, good cohesive story. Thank you, yes. And Absolutely. so I was on the well, fence. One, but that wasn't, a, but that wasn't a, um, a saga movie. But yeah, Rogue One and then to this is a let. Oh yeah, Rogue One yeah. was exceptional. That was a great story. Rogue, Rogue One was great. <laughs> yeah. I yes. did enjoy Rogue One. Uh, yeah, when I said up until this point, I, I was referring to this new level of, uh, of films. Sargus. Yes. Um, but you know what tipped it for me? Okay. I was sitting there, I'm like, Akbar. but it could, no, it wasn't Akbar. <laughs> no, I'm sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> is it good? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? And you know what popped into my head that tilted it towards the bad category for me? Benicio Del, Del Toro? No. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah. the visual image of Luke Skywalker milking a green yes! Yes! CGI yes! titty. I wrote yes! that in my notes. <laughs> Me too. And, and yes, drinking the green frothy milk mustache. And, oh, uh, yeah. God. I was like, why are you drinking from that dilapidated brontosaurus cousin? What is that thing? When I saw <laughs> that in my head, I could not. I was like, no, yeah. you know what? This sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm making excuses for it because I want to like it, but no, it sucks. I, if they would have even have said, "Hey, look, if you didn't drink the the sea monsters' milk, you know, it, it makes your force better or something, anything there to explain no that." It does a force good. That. Yeah, but that look None. on his face, like that, mm, mm. gotta have it. Look at that. Snap into a slim green oh. milk thing. Yeah. And you know that's milk. gonna be a meme. When that hits Blu-ray, that's gonna be a meme. <laughs> Got milk. But Luke with the green milk mustache. On his face, neck, and chest. The thing is, there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes like that. There's just like, why did you do that? Were you trying to be funny? Were you trying to be cute? You know, what was the purpose? I mean, I made I'm gonna, why did we need to see Kylo Ren without his shirt on? Oh, sex dude. appeal. I said the same thing. It's the same <laughs> thing. I mean, what it woman thinks that pasty ass, hot topic shopping, you know, uh, nerd is is sexy without a shirt on? Nineteen year olds, sweetie. Nineteen year olds. All right, maybe uh, I guess uh, is he supposed to be somebody? I don't know. Lee, I think Rochelle um, had a, a point, uh, an oh opinion on that. What, what do you have, Rochelle? So I came home because I was convinced that this had to be the worst Star Wars movie I had seen, and I rewatched Clone Wars last night <laughs> because that was previously. That was previously the bottom. <laughs> and there are parallels between when Padme gets her shirt ripped off by that beast thing um, and him having a shirt off. The whole point is just to show some skin. There's no story for it. There's no point to it. It's just to show yeah, there's skin. There's a point. Hold on, hold on. No, You're overlooking the point because seven. we did a terrible job explaining it. He just got out of surgery to fix the wound that Chewbacca hurt him with, which is why Eli was like, why the hell are you letting the little girl beat you up with a lightsaber? <laughs> it was supposed to bring it together. <laughs> and it just doesn't do it well. That's the director's fault. But there's no explanation. There's Half of the stuff in this movie doesn't feed to the story. It's yes. just the CGI folks showing off what they can do. 
I agree. I, I, look, I wasn't a fan of all that forced FaceTiming. I felt like oh, they were like there was no. a concept meeting where <laughs> they were sitting around like, what are the kids like these days? FaceTime. Okay, we'll have Ray and Kylo Ren FaceTime each other. They'll force FaceTime. Well, speaking of the force, um, we, you know when she gets called to the temple and yes. you hear the. Yes, yes. I was like, it. you know, when is she, is she, is she she's like, 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 uh, what's it, parcel tongue or whatever? <laughs> she's like, like uh, you know, when does it become Harry Potter? Yeah. I was like, when does this become like, like Harry Potter? You know, she's hearing voices. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the force FaceTiming did not make a whole lot of sense to me. No. Yeah. Well, okay, what about Snoke? In the, in the, like, well, you did hear what was happening with that, right? What was that? Snoke said that was his fault. Yes. Snoke, Snoke oh, that. The connecting them explanation for it. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't really want to do this right now. And the other one's like, I don't want to do this either. Why are we doing this right now? Yeah. Snoke. And yeah. It's just Snoke trying to go ahead and get them to lead off of each other so he could get what he wanted out of it. He's trying to convert them to his phone company and subscribe to them because he's got the better reception in all parts of that galaxy. So, uh-huh. you know, subscribe to Snoke, you know, get a cell phone with Snoke. I don't lie. He had a he had a badass smoking jacket. I thought like they just reanimated the corpse of Hugh Hefner and <laughs> <laughs> the PJs he was buried in. And that was golden. I mean, like there was that red background with nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, did y'all run out of production money or something like that? Like you don't get a window or nothing. Just a big red background. But then, yeah, he had that nice golden smoking jacket. That, that set it off. It was like he was like super fly. I felt bad when they killed him. I was like, damn, that was a nice jacket you were <laughs> I don't give a crap about the dude, but that was a nice jacket. Forget the Lord, man, the jacket. Like, uh. yeah, like, you can't even sew that back now. It's burned. You, can't you know what? When that. That, when that commander was in there and he was looking at Snoke, that's what he was thinking. He was like, damn, I wanted that jacket. That's too. why he was mad at Kylo Ren. He's like, damn, what, what did you do? You didn't mean protect him? You didn't you let mess that up jacket, jacket go to waste? What's wrong with you? He, t- he turned around, walked away, and he's like, it was in my size, too. <laughs> Big man, little coat. Big man, little coat. Okay, so let's, uh, I guess this is a good place to start, with, okay. since we're talking about Snoke. All right, so this was one of the things that nerds on the internet theorized forever. What was the significance of Snoke? How did he come to power? And then, look, when I say nerds, I'm including all of us in it, because, yeah, we, we are fanatics. I'm wearing a... A Star Wars Mickey shirt, so yeah. I can use the N-word, because I'm one. We all together in that. I can yeah. use the, the nerd word. Hey, we, do, um, we do a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Look, a lot of speculation about what Snoke's role was. How did he come to power? How did he influence Kylo Ren? I mean, it's not like you run across Snoke on the street. That, that golden hmm? jacket. Yeah. So how did he come to power? Who was he? What was his lineage? And it seems like they dispatched him and all that stuff is kind of irrelevant. What did y'all think about that? I think it was a great middle finger to the, uh, to the fans. Say, oh, you've been worrying about who he is all this time? Guess what? It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. I don't think that was but, a middle finger. That's like wagging your that. dick in somebody's face. <laughs> you like that? Pop, pop, pop. Like that. Max, smack. Yeah. I think it's because they, they created this character and they didn't have any idea of where he came from. They were just like, oh, this looks cool. I honestly feel like these two movies have been a, what can we do to make this really cool, but there's no thought into it. And I that's agree. why I'm ranking this at the bottom of my Star Wars movies, because there's no, um, there's no history, there's no thought, there's no thoughtfulness. It's just, what can we do to make this cool? No, without a doubt. I... I I think it set up a lot of, how do I put this? I'm struggling to say it in the right way, but 
Okay, J.J. Abrams helmed a show called Lost. Did you ever watch Lost? Yeah. This was like the equivalent. I know you're going with this. Yep, keep going. This is the equivalent of watching Lost, where they would set up questions that the fan community would be involved in, and they would obsess over and like, oh my God, where's this going? How is this connect? What is the answer to it all? And at the very end of it all, they're like, eh, the hell with all that. None of that matters. And we're going in this direction, and... I'm sorry if you're still stuck in the past. Quit dwelling on the past. We're over here now. But they did that for a bunch of the Let characters. Let the past die. Yes. Like, <laughs> they did that for a bunch of them. I mean, like, like, like Rain, like there's the part where Kylo Ren's like, yeah, hey, you wonder who your parents are? Don't worry about that. You have no place in this story. I'm like, well, damn. I even I was said that in the theater. I was like, damn. Like, you just pretty much said, why are you even into this movie? To Go me, ahead. that shows a lack of thought. It does. It does. And a, and a lack of creativity. Absolutely, but that I mean, I'm sorry, and I hate to say it about J.J. Abrams, but again, <laughs> watching Lost, which he was very well connected with, that that does not surprise me because that show had a lot of questions that they never answered, never even tried Same to. Same with and, Alias, the show yeah, he did before that. Exactly. Actually. I mean, it's it's kind of like his thing. It's like plot doesn't matter. Now check out this huge shot. No, look at the lens flare. But yeah, you know, but that's messed up for two and a half hours <laughs> to not explain anything. No, I agree with you. Look, hey, they did it for like, what, six seasons with Lost. It was <laughs> amazing that they got away with it. That was criminal. But on um, both mm-hmm. Lost and this new Star Wars movie, J.J. Abrams kind of has an out. He was associated with the show creation and he handed off to, uh, what's his name, Lindman or something like that? Damon Lindelof. Yep, that's it. Um, but and, and in this one, Ryan Johnson is actually the one who's running this, and uh, there's, there's been a, uh, one point where J.J. Um, uh, was quoted, I wish I could have directed this because I loved the script that came out for that, but he wasn't really attached directly with, uh, with this movie. Yeah, uh, that's true, but I, I got to imagine when you sit there and you pitch a new Star Wars movie and you're saying we're going to do it as a trilogy, you've got some kind of a backbone as to where the story is going to go. Like, I don't think Ryan Johnson no. got No, 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 no. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, J.J. Abrams was out. The first movie was uh, he was helming, but after that, he wasn't supposed to be attached to any of the other ones. He's now attached to the third one because they kicked out the Jurassic World guy because he decided mm-hmm. that uh, uh, he was too big for uh, too, too big for anyone to tell him what to do. So Kathleen Kennedy gets rid of um, uh, Trevorrow, who did the Jurassic World one for the third one, and now J.J. is back in, but he wasn't going to be part of any of this after uh, uh, the Force Awakens. But he so was. Who listed. do we blame, Kathleen? Because I, I'm irritated. Uh oh. <laughs> yes, yes, who you do can. I blame? But he was listed as a producer on the film. JJ Abrams. Right, because he's getting a check for it. Well, but sure. He's not associated with the day to day stuff. But you don't. Does that make sense? It does, but what doesn't make sense is the idea that. It's like writing the first act of a mystery and then handing it to somebody and say, here, solve this. Surely, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams have a conversation and says, hey, excuse me, all this Kylo Ren, the Snoke, the Ray, the parents, all, where were you going with this? Tell me and, something. And no, stop for a second there. Because um, the, the, when, when the handoff was happening, that was Ryan Johnson saying, I'm going to do things my way. He's mm-hmm. not to be the second J.J. Abrams. That, the, the, that whole point after that was for him to get a chance to say, this is my stamp on the, on the galaxy, and if you look at what's happened recently, not only did he get his stamp on the galaxy with the second movie, he's got the next trilogy all to himself, mm-hmm. and he's also got the live-action TV shows being spun off from this. Mm-hmm. So this is his chance to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and stretch my arms to do that, 
but oh well, his again, arms need to be cut off with. I was say, <laughs> his stamp needs to be revoked. If that's the case. <laughs> But the critics have said it's a good movie, and I'm trying to figure out where in the they're on the take. Oh, they're on the uh, take. Dude, yeah, but you're right. I don't know that. I don't know about that. They're on the I, mean, take. I think the ones that they're telling you about, and when they when they play the commercial for it, they will include the the positive uh, reviews. But I don't know. No, Sometimes no, no, that's no, no, all. No. It seems like every movie that comes out. It seems like every movie that comes out. It's like, oh, it's the best. It's this. It's that. It's that. They just include all the good reviews, but. No, no, dude. I'm, uh, from people themselves, I'm not hearing good things. Well, here, here yeah, from people, you're right. But Rotten Tomatoes, the day this movie was, was just, released, was at 97, 98 percent positive. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Right. The, well, let me interject Eli's here. Eli's right. The critics are on the take. Go let ahead. Me, let me interject right here. The latest updates from Rotten Tomatoes. It says 93 percent with the critics, but the audience score is 57 percent. That just goes to show yeah. Eli is absolutely right. Yeah. The critics are crooked. But can I go back? I wanted to address one more thing with, with Richard real quick because I'm again. I, I admit Richard knows way more about Star Wars than I do, and I'm a fan, and I, I yeah. feel like I know some things. But I mean, okay, so George Lucas <laughs> didn't direct Empire Strikes Back, but he still had a say so in where the story was going. Like he still had. Well, he was outlet. the owner. He was the yeah, owner. That's he owned different, it. right? But I mean, yeah, you're Kathleen so- Kennedy is the one who's in charge of all this. She can go ahead and fire and hire anybody she wants for all that. Uh, it, it's Herb and Bob Iger. That's pretty much where the buck stops. Ryan Johnson, the uh, the director for this uh, for this movie, has gotten a big pass for what's happening next. But the reality is, it's it, it, he only got his chance to say what he wanted to say in this movie after he gets through their editing pass. You know, the directors get a certain what they want, but that they're not the final say in any of this. And J.J. Abrams is not higher up on the food chain than Ryan Johnson at this point. Uh, so, or is what you're saying? to me and uh, to your knowledge and, and your opinion is that Kathleen Kennedy has no idea how this story arc is supposed to go. She just lets somebody come in and solve somebody else's mystery. It's not going to be uh, the moment to moment scene to scene, which is what when you're watching the movie, that's what you're invested in. Mm-hmm. When you are somebody who's trying to create something that's going to be more than just a movie just a trilogy somebody's making a brand yeah somebody's making essentially the entirety of the marvel universe based on three movies that came out in the late in the early 80s yes this is not something you're going to care about every single line that's delivered not every single line but just talking about the story arc surely kathleen kennedy has to have some idea as to what the story arc is going to be to have green stamped it and said the these are our, our plot points now go write them motherfucker. Like, if start with Star Wars, I don't know that George Lucas knew everything about Star Wars, but I think he knew Luke starts here, Luke goes here, Luke becomes the Luke. savior. There's got to be an idea of an overall overwhelming story arc. Um, I would say they're still making up as they go trilogy. They probably have a working draft at this point. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you, I, I would bet dollars to donuts right now, the storyline for Snoke was Kylo Ren had to be, uh, had to be uh, brought from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren has to go to Beyond the Apprentice, and the next thing we're going to see is Kylo Ren is basically uh, uh, running down the galaxy all by his lonesome, mm-hmm. and Snoke was just the foil to make that happen. Right. If we're thinking that J.J. Um, Abrams would have said, okay, I'm going to have this great idea for what I want uh, Snoke to do, and then Ryan Johnson comes in and says, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and snap my fingers, and that just goes away. That's not the thing. Where the fans got obsessed with that, that always intended to be a minor thing, which is why they didn't spent a lot of time developing it other than make it look visually stunning and talk about it until the next uh, next round does that make sense it does it's just it 
I guess we're, hard to believe. Yeah, it's hard to believe that Disney would go into this and say to themselves, "We want to make a great." Star Wars trilogy and obviously things happen along the way things change Carrie Fisher dies but to not have a vision I, I, I okay. really strongly believe watching J.J. Abrams stuff before that I, I do believe the fact that he did not have a vision for where a lot of this stuff was going to go that a lot of this stuff was left unsolved do you remember the stories about how they said they were making Iron Man yes. where somebody would have a script and the directors and the actors would look at the script and say okay we're going to go in the trailer we're just going to make up the next scenes because because this script is not where we want to go with that. Yes. I think that's going to have a lot more, uh, be a lot closer to the story as to how they're actually making these movies. I think that's because that's this generation of directors. And then as we see with both um, uh, Rogue One and uh, Han Solo, Kathleen Kennedy's like, yeah, but I want a little bit more, more, more consistency. And is willing to step in and say, no, we're going to change things now because you're not staying on task enough to deliver on this. So I think what a little bit of what we're seeing is, yes, there is a master plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, J.J. was part of that conversation. But the question, it's not even a question at that point. Originally, he wasn't set to be long-term on that plan. He was probably in the conversation room saying, okay, how do, we, how, how do I help you set this up just so we can get to the end game? And then after uh, the, the, the third movie director got, uh, got dropped, maybe they said, we're going to make the stories tighter. We're going to kind of bring everything together a little bit closer. We're mm-hmm. going to find that as we go. But... Right now, I think it is very loose, very quick, because, frankly, it seems like I was run on cocaine right now. And everything <laughs> has to be on the fly. It go. is Hollywood. And you know, forget about what we did yesterday, as long as we can make this come out tomorrow. Um, and it's also, like I said, pretty much how they, how they did the Marvel franchise to start with. And it's successful. I mean, we're into, what, movie 20 right now or something like that? Right. Mm-hmm. But each yeah. movie in the Marvel Universe is a standalone movie. You don't need... A trilogy, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't have to have had pitched. They knew it was leading up to Infinity War. They knew that. But beyond that, they didn't know how they were going to get there. So I was cool with that. But when you pitch a trilogy, you better damn well have some kind of a sense of where it's going. And I don't... I Look, we can go on and on talking. Like We're <laughs> getting away from the movie. We're talking about the theories business. behind how it is that these movies come together. And so I think we're kind of losing its place because i'm fascinated by this i'd love to talk this yeah for, for hours i could because they they have a a billion dollar franchise in their hands and well they have effed it up yeah yes. it, it's like it's like having a very nice lamborghini and yes. then letting your you know 15 year old drive it thank you doesn't even have a license automatic damn transmission that's <laughs> yeah. what it's like having a lamborghini with an automatic transmission that's what it's like yeah well, this could be a windfall <laughs> for them though this this could be very beneficial for them. I mean, oh, the God. bar was set pretty high with just the the end result with uh, the Force Awakens. Whether it was a great movie or not, it it, it regenerate energized the franchise. Rogue One kept that going when it was supposed to be expected to be a sleeper. I mean, Bob Iger had to come out and say, "Guys, don't expect a whole lot from this film. This is not one of the, the Luke Skywalker storylines. We'll do better next time, but you know, don't 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 get your hopes up here." And that surpassed a lot of expectations. Then this one. It's got power behind it. It's still going to have momentum. It's going to make a buttload of money. And but when it's they come a out, the next one's movie, like, Richard. Well, that, it lowers yeah. the bar. It lowers the bar. So if the next one's better than this one, this franchise is saved, and the and and, and the uh, the brand. Can but keep who the hell's going to go see the next one when the, when the first two? Well, this one was really crap. 
but who has We it? all are. We're all going to go see it. <laughs> I know. Wait, 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 wait. No, like no. The point is better. that they just are, they, they're resting on the fact that it's Star Wars and that people are going to go and see it. But, she has a point. She has a point. You remember the Matrix Revolutions? No one went to go see that shit. Yeah, like, right. The, the first Matrix was brilliant. The second Matrix was like, what the hell? And the third Matrix, everyone stayed home. <laughs> so she has a point. There is a chance that people are like, there's no more mystery. I don't really care anymore. I'm not invested. Luke is gone. Luke is gone. Han is gone. He's gone. The only no, other no, 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 no. That's like Han saying Alec Guinness was gone. gone. Obi-Wan didn't Luke? go away. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think Luke's gone. But, but hold up. But Obi-Wan became like a, a, a cameo. Uh, so like right. Luke, right. at best, you're going to get a cameo from Luke? Who? Yeah. No. No one wants a cameo from Luke. I just everyone wanted Luke to take over and be a badass. No one wants him to show up. I mean, here's a guy who didn't know like Obi-Wan was wise. He was brilliant. He was sage-like and so he became a ghost and instructed because he was smart enough to do that. Luke didn't know whether to Wanted his watch. I mean, he he was. It was that milk. It was yeah. He was drinking green lizard drinking milk. That green milk, poor man. He didn't know anything about what was right, what was wrong. He was a lost soul. He's gonna be instructing Ray from beyond the grave. Really? Yeah. That's his role. I think that's the what they're gonna do. Yeah, I think that's what they're gonna do. Back on that one because I think Lucas. If, I, had to, if yeah. I was a betting man, I'd, I'm sure that's where they're gonna go with it. Oh, they'll do it. Yeah. I mean, but how is, pissed are you and that Yoda had to come back and be like, "You're stupid." Yes. Like, if I were Yoda, I'd be like, seriously, I'm dead. Leave me alone. That was pissed that that Yoda just looked weird. I, well, I think they puppet. went back to a puppet. He was a it puppet. Was he was a puppet Yoda. Well, yeah. get, the, the, get the one puppet, from yeah. the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, get him. Were y'all waiting for like a CGI digital, like kind of what they did with Alec Tarkin? Guinness? Alec Guinness yes, to show I was up. waiting for Obi-Wan yeah. to come back. Yeah. I was waiting for him to sit down and go, you know he's right. I was waiting. You're being a little bit of a <laughs> yeah, I was expecting Anna to come back too. Yeah, bring her to the whole party. Yeah, why not? Well, they should. I mean, I don't. I I love Luke. I, I've I've always said that. I just didn't know what this was the best use of Luke to date. Actually, I was gonna say <laughs> that I was, yes. Luke was always a whiny little. I was like, gonna I was gonna, just gonna yes. say like the the power he used or he projected himself and he was having like the the lightsaber fight. I was like, well, that's cool. And then like he just faded off like that. I was like. Well, damn, that's kind of like a ripoff. I, I kind of felt a little cheated. Exactly. I've been looking to see a good Luke battle. Luke in his full, like, Jedi powers, badass. I'm a Skywalker. I know how to use a lightsaber. I'm not, like, I wanted to see that, that, and I and I don't think we're going to see it. It didn't happen. No. That was the end of Return of the Jedi. That is true. Return of the Jedi. No. Well, you, no. You're talking these new no. movies now, Return though, Return of the Jedi, he was still, yeah, Violet has something to say about it. For <laughs> the Jedi, they were still handling the lightsabers like they were heavy swords, and yeah. not like they were in the prequels, where they were they were fast and quick, and they knew what they were doing. And that's see, I wanted to see badass Luke, and we and we we never saw it. She has a point. At the end of that battle, what does Luke do? He surrenders, and he basically submitted himself to Darth Vader, and like, please, you know, it's up to you to save me because I'm going to allow myself to be killed by the Emperor unless you save me, Mother. Please. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So can, let's I want to ask one general question and then let's get into the movie. At this point in time, there's one general more Star Wars question I swear we'll get back into the movie. What? On a scale of 1 to 5 right now for each of us, 5 being the best. Are you missing George Lucas right now? Everyone was ready to run George Lucas out of town after the prequels and said, "I'm sorry, old man, your on your movies are behind." Hmm? 
On a scale of one to what? One to five. five. Everyone was like, George, it's past you. Let's let's hand it over to somebody else, someone with a better vision. Uh, you can't do this anymore. Would you have rather seen where George Lucas would take the story next, or where you're like, no, I let let's see if they can bail this out in the third act. This is after seeing this one. After seeing this one, how ready are you to beg George Lucas I to would, come back? I say, give it a shot. It was your baby in the beginning. You go burp that thing, <laughs> Kevin. I say they should never kick them out. It's this thing. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I don't. I, you know, the one thing you can say about George is George had a vision. Whether you agree with it or not, creators' rights. You know, you can't tell me where my baby should should go. Kind of thing. Like Levar Ball. Don't tell me how to raise my kids. <laughs> right or wrong. <laughs> don't tell me how to raise my kids. Rochelle. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Ah. Wow. <laughs> On a scale of one to five, it's a twenty-seven at least. Richard. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, okay, I'd probably say about a two, because George, new story, he may not have been able to write for crap, and right. he may not have been the world's greatest director by any means, mm -hmm. but he knew how to, uh, how to, how to craft the story, and he knew how to edit. Mm -hmm. Which is important. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have had this movie, yeah, exactly. He, he, he knew how to respond to an audience, he knew how to watch something again how to get people characters to talk and say something but he knew what he wanted them to say mm -hmm. so I, I and that's something i think is missing in this I, I the do. um one of the big complaints is the, all the forced you know uh, millennial humor you know that's it, 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 it was funny on the this first not, round and we're getting a lot of comments about that that's bad is millennial <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying you're as bad millennial but it's a different it's, it's a, a different tone <laughs> <laughs> and there's a kid in the room Man, she's using that language. Bad. You better say that. <laughs> no, I am. But going back to the 70s, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, I, I, I'm not crying because George Lucas is not going because he sold it. He put his baby up for auction. And so he doesn't get any rights at this point. I hear that. And he Ooh. knows that and he doesn't cry when they don't use his storyline. He shrugs his shoulders and said, I'm seven years old. I have a new baby and a new wife. I'm going to move on. Okay. And that's okay. No, he actually but, came out and said the story was meh. And, I, and at first I thought it was being, him being bitter. And that's then not I what he said. said. He said it was beautiful. Okay. But you got to cut George a bit of a break. I mean, George Lucas is what? In his 70s? To and he's helm? got like a three-year-old or a four-year-old. or He's got a little kid. Yeah, I, I get it. You're right. He did sell it off. And he did say, Disney, go ahead and do it. But, I mean, that takes a lot of, I mean, you're talking about, Money. you know, <laughs> no, not money. money. A lot of money. Forget money. George is fine with money. That's a lot of strength. That's a lot of energy. You're in your later years. You only got so much time left, and you're gonna step it. Like I, I believe me. I think Disney should have picked his brain. And said George, where you want to go with this? This is where you wanted to go. Cool. Now go sit down. We're gonna, you know, put something together here, loosely based on what you did, and you can be a creative consultant they or something. They did. They did. No, no, no. They gave him the, uh, the, 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 the... He sat down and he sold it off. He gave. He sat down with J.J. Abrams. He sat, sat down with Kathleen Kennedy and said, here's what I've been thinking about for a sequel trilogy. And they listened. They nodded. They said, that's a great idea. We'll have lunch later. And then they'd call him back something else. You know, thanks for your time. If we have any other questions, we'll call you. But, you know, it's, it's, it's been real. We'll get you free tickets. That's You're right. That's exactly what they did. That's what I'm saying. That was what was so wrong about it. They rejected his ideas. It's like, who knows these characters? I mean, I know we're all fans and we love them. And when... We invest in these characters, but who knows these characters better than the creator? Right or wrong, I mean, I, I kind of feel like George should be, uh, his, his creative input 
should have held a little bit more weight. So did he? So but did George he, didn't create these characters. That's these what I was going to Characters. That's what I was going to ask. Did he? Did he come up with these guys? Because nope. these guys don't do anything. But he might have had a vision for something else. Wait, wait. Okay. Well, what do you mean when you say that? Because most people credit George Lucas with being the creator with, of these characters. What no, do you you're mean talking when about you say, the new characters. I think is what they're talking about. Yeah. Ray, Finn, Poe. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's what uh, they're talking Kylo about. He did, that, these are not his creations. Oh no, no. You're right. Something right. Built in his universe. Yeah, no, no. You're absolutely right. I'm talking about like the original characters. They're not. That's what these stories are not supposed to be about them. It's supposed to be the next generation of stuff. They're, the other characters are window dressing. Right. But They're I supposed mean, to be foils. That's it. But in Disney's mm-hmm. mind, that that's, that's where they were going with it. And right now, these, these characters can't carry the weight. They, they can't do anything. They, 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 yeah, I was going to say. I agree. The only reason people are showing up. So these new characters were poorly created. That's why I'm asking. Is it maybe George's well, idea would have been better? Uh, think back to Halloween. How many uh, Luke Skywalkers did you see walking around in costume? How many um, Han Solos? How many Chewbacca's? You saw a lot of Rays. Mm-hmm. You saw a lot, maybe a couple of Finns. I don't think you saw any Snokes, but there were a bunch of Kylo Rens in my neighborhood. But I didn't see a single um, uh, the Han Solo or Princess Leia. Um, I, I think I even saw a, a, a Padme. But I don't. Uh, you didn't see any of the original trilogy kit characters. That's not the audience who's going to be buying this stuff up over the next twenty years. Mm-hmm. These new characters are for the the people who are going to buy uh, buy into this over the next. 20 years but who are taking those everybody kids everybody else is just so the old characters are kind of like tossing us a bone is what i'm hearing well no because you need the you need the old characters yeah to get them over yes you need them to pass the torch it's like again i using a wrestling analogy hulk hogan had to put over the rock for the rock to become something special the, the old characters have to put over the new characters for them to kind of at which time they become side characters to that main character, yes? No, no. Not, not if they put him over. Yeah, if they do it right, yeah. then you're like, holy crap, like, that's the guy. Yes, that's it, the guy. Hulk Hogan loses to The Rock, so The Rock is now better than Hulk Hogan. And Hulk's position is? Is I'm done. passing the torch. He's passing the torch and, to The Rock. Yeah, that's business. I mean, that's... that's so that's, 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 so it sounds like that, they, uh, y'all are saying that they didn't do, effectively do that with right. these characters. No, they didn't Luke's do that. job was to pass the torch to Ray. I don't know that Luke did it. He didn't even tr- really Han's train her. job was to pass the torch to Poe or to Finn. I don't feel like he, they, they did that. No. They should have passed the torch, and I don't know that you're seeing that. I see the torch lying on the ground waiting for somebody to pick it up. <laughs> they I, dropped it. Yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in, in the, the look of the new stormtroopers that they have than the characters yeah. uh, of the rebellion. The look of the Imperial much. Guard, the new Imperial <laughs> yeah. Guard. I mean, they're I'm, just invent like Holdo. Where did she come from? <laughs> Hey, hey, Laura Dern. What's your name again? Hold, hold up. All right, let's get into the movie. We're talking about yeah, yeah. Actually, do we get? Yes. Lee, I think Lee Lastovica is he on the line because I don't think we got his opinion on any of this. Lee, George Lucas, no George yeah, Lucas. Yeah, I'm definitely here. I'm definitely here. Um, I think uh, some of that we'll have to decide if uh, if George Lucas if uh, George Lucas. Oh, can you edit that? Jesus, George no, Lizzie. No, you're drinking. I, no, you don't uh-huh. speak for like 20 minutes, and that's what you come up with, George Lucy. <laughs> Weezy, Weezy, <laughs> <laughs> we moving on up. Weezy, go ahead, Lee. I think a lot of the, I think a lot of this will depend on whether George Lucas gets Harvey Weinstein or not. But other than that, wow, um, what? <laughs> I don't know that. Are you Lee, breaking Lee, news? Lee, no, Lee, George <laughs> Lucas get Lee what? made it political again. Well, <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, he, he took it political. Oh uh, wow. To but be fair, though, other I mean, than that, I mean. 
Go ahead, Richard. Carrie Fisher has oh, a story she... about that. Yeah, uh, does she? The, uh, the first well, no, movie, she doesn't anymore. Um... But oh, wait, uh, yeah, movie. would not let her wear underwear. Yeah, yeah, in space, you, you don't wear bras because you, uh, you, you, you it would strangle you because because so so you, you can't do that. And then he went and apologized to her a few years later because he was shy and embarrassed. But yes, yeah. But anyway, to bring George back, I mean, I think would I like to see that? Maybe if it's going to fix it, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm know, sorry, I didn't listen to. Maybe I, I said it wrong. I'm not suggesting bring George back to fix everything that they did wrong. I'm saying, how much do you mm-hmm. wish that we could hop in the DeLorean and go back in time and say, George, we're going to go with your idea. That's what I meant to say. If I if I made yeah. it sound like what I was saying was hand it all over to George and say, you know, can you make sense of this? No, I did not mean to suggest yeah. that. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that. I mean, anything's better than what we got this time. But, yeah, I mean, again, the third one may be better. Hopefully it's going to be, you know... Um, make up for this but geez they got a lot to make up for all right so. let's get into that let's get into the actually, lot if, I could, to make up if I could piggyback on what you just said about oh. the DeLorean okay uh, and just this will kind of lead us into the movie mm-hmm. you know the tracker yes why did that remind me of the, like a souped up flex capacitor <laughs> <laughs> I thought the exact same thing when I saw it tonight thank yeah. you yeah. yes thank you I saw it this morning I'm like that looks like the freaking flex capacitor <laughs> they're about to go 88 in the cruiser and go you know whatever you waiting for Doc to pop out? Yeah, Marty. Marty. <laughs> Snoke, it's your kids, it's Marty. Your kids, Snoke. <laughs> They're wearing golden jackets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can All right. I talk about my biggest problem with this movie? Oh boy, Benicio del Toro. No, I oh. like Benicio del Toro. And I like them too. I thought, yeah, I was gonna say I thought he was fine for what he did. Yeah. He's in yeah. this, and he's in the Guardians, the whole you know MCU now. I'm trying to think. Like yeah. outside of Carrie Fisher, I think the acting in this movie, and I hate to say that because I don't want to speak ill of the dead, and I love Carrie Fisher, but I mean outside of her, I think everybody else in this thing acted their asses off. Well, you know what the problem was that what? she changed her hair. I well, and that <laughs> she was on a. <laughs> load of drugs <laughs> and again not to speak ill of the dead but it is what it is she could fly dude she was just a bit wooden to me i mean i don't know if the uh, the toll yeah, on her body yeah. just kind of caught up with her or, or what but wow i mean am i wrong in that did y'all kind of feel no, the same? it was pretty it was pretty rough and she was stoic richard rochelle i agree agreed okay the, uh, um indisposed right now but yeah okay uh, yeah no i i i think that you're right it's uh Time is taking its toll, and uh, we, we, we kind of saw the end results of that, too. All right, so then... Michelle's let- here. Uh, um, uh, her expression... Her expressionless face. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I get um, 150 cc's Botox in my head, neck, and face for uh, migraine. That's what it reminds me of, is that's a ton of Botox there. Mm. Oh, There's mm, no yes. movement in her face whatsoever. That's it. Um you can't be an actor and you can't act in a dramatic role with a face that doesn't move. That's it. All right. So my biggest problem with the writing on this movie was all the swerves. I, 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 <laughs> swerves. I alluded to this before and I actually went through and I kept a list what I thought were the swerves in the movie. Do you all know what I mean by the word swerve? Maybe we'll define it for the listeners that may not know that terminology. Again, it's a wrestling terminology. I mean, it, it's used in everyday life but i mean in in the, in the wrestling world a swerve is when they are the story is meant to make you believe one thing mm-hmm. and then they take you and and go the either the opposite direction or they just like defile. a plot twist yeah no but no, a plot twist is like like if you watch the sixth sense 
That's a plot twist. It affects the entire plot of the movie. Okay. And it shifts everything on its axis. The A swerve is not a plot twist. It's more of just trying to, to be uh, one step ahead of the audience. Like a cheap jump scare. It, thank you. That's it. It's a like having a whole movie of jump scares. Jump That's scare. exactly oh, okay, okay. it. Thanks, Eli. Mm-hmm. That's a swerve where they try to be cl- a little bit more clever than the audience. Okay. So here are these swerves that I was able to calculate. I got up to about 10 and stopped. Got to 10. <laughs> I got up to about 10 and stopped. Uh, so one, Leia dying in space and all of us being like, okay, here's the send-off. Yeah. Leia, only to use her Jedi powers to turn into a semi-Statue of Liberty and, and sail towards the ship and hit the... Doorbell. Like, yeah, knock, knock. All that flying just to go knock, yes. knock on the window. And, and that, yeah. that was and, not and the... To, and, to, and to use the, the, the visuals knockoff of, Ga- of Guardians of the Galaxy at that. Mm-hmm. With and her the, crystallizing in space and stuff. Yes. You couldn't even think of something original. They, they used the, the same graphics that uh, the Guardians used. So that was the first swerve, in, in my opinion. Although, that would not be the first fake death swerve. But that was a There was at least thing. four or five fake death swerves in this movie the second one was okay this is like three swerves in one was kylo ren's attack on the jedi temple first the first story you're made to believe that he was corrupted by snoke and then kylo ren ben at the time turns to the dark side destroys the jedi temple and kills all the students well not all the students some join him become the knights of ren which was another thing that was discarded when he banged his helmet against the wall and that was the end of all that that one oh we'll get we'll get to that uh, then the second version was that Luke tried to murder him in his sleep, and yeah. that is what cemented uh, Ben's turn to the dark side. And then the thir- third version of that story, the the third swerve, and I'm just counting this as one swerve, three swerves and one here. Three parts. <laughs> three parts of that swerve. Was that Luke, <laughs> the trilogy of swerves. Luke briefly flirted with the idea of killing his nephew, only to come to his senses at the wrong moment when his nephew inconveniently woke up. So that was the three things that you were made to believe about what happened there. Uh, the third swerve was, uh, you know, Kylo Ren turning to the light. Everyone thought Kylo Ren maybe had a change of heart, maybe decided that this wasn't the right way to go, killed Snoke, fought off the Praetorian guards. Uh, but no, he, next thing you know, he wants to just rule the galaxy. So they swerved I, you there again. I didn't even buy that one. I didn't buy it either, but you could tell what the movie wanted you to buy it. By this point in time, I'm with you. I had become so like luke died three times yeah that was terrible you know and i didn't even count all three of those times but because i didn't buy it anymore at that point in time i had become accustomed to the swerve and what (laughs) the movie told me i refused to believe right uh so then let's go to the finn rose mission with the poe with the mutiny and all that kind of stuff that took place yeah that was messed up a complete waste of time had nothing to do they made you believe that that was what was needed to save the the resistance no, it had nothing to do with anything. So that whole thing was a waste. They of time. didn't even accomplish the mission because it was irrelevant. The mission was completely <laughs> irrelevant. The casino, pl- all that was irrelevant. Benicio del Toro, again, three swerves in one. He's a freaking hacker for hire who's all about the payment. Who shows a moment of humanity then and foregoes his payment, hands it back to Rose, and it's like, hey, look, you know, here you go. Here's your sister's thing back. We're square. Only to sell them all out at the end after they get caught and give up the entire. Res- Resistance and their plan to wait. How many did you count in that one? That was at least three. With but I'm counting that as one. I'm gonna say because do you want to put a half in there because 
They were supposed to look for the, the code breaker that had the lapel. Yes. Which he did not have, and they showed the guy who had it, and yeah. they just didn't even have him in there. But I'm waiting for some smart ass to say, oh, yeah, but why was that Mas Kanata knew. Yeah. Go ahead. Why was that person with lapel not Lando? Oh, dude, I said the, I thought the exact. I thought he was going to be Lando, yeah. yeah. When we did our spoilers review, uh, spoiler, yeah, less review. Spoiler, yeah, yeah, right away. I thought for sure that they were going to get Billy D in there. And by the way, let me say this. Chewbacca is lost without Han Solo. There's no reason for Ray to need muscle anymore. Chewbacca was always the muscle. They got to bring back Lando. There's no reason for Chewbacca to exist if, without Lando. Lando's got to come back. Ray doesn't need a falcon. Ray doesn't need muscle. Lando, coming back, Lando needs the muscle that is Chewbacca. Ray can handle... She just... You know, yeah, rocks. she forces things. Right, she doesn't need the muscle anymore. That's why Chewbacca was—he was—he was basically a cameo in this movie. But anyway, let's get back to the swerve. At least he's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Finn. Finn sacrificing himself. He, all right, oh. we're all making peace with. Okay, look at Finn. This—they make this whole big dramatic production about Finn sacrificing himself. And for a moment there, I kind of bought into it. I'm like, what a poetic end for the character—the guy who wanted to run is the one guy who's going to be like, no, this will not happen, and sacrifices himself and kills. No. No, that no. doesn't happen. Finn sacrifices himself to save the resistance up until the point that he doesn't because Rose comes in and saves him. Sacrifices which leads herself. us to the next swerve. <laughs> I was like, what a punk. Which is that Rose dies saving Finn, but until she doesn't. Until they drag her dead body in there and like, hey, we need a med unit. She kisses him, she dies, and then Oh, we need a med unit. That so now Rose complete. She and, apparently is not dead, and their relationship makes no sense. That which is like the third fake death I think we've had at this point in time. Uh, oh, the cave. That was okay. So I'm up to number eight. The cave that they were trapped in that didn't have any way out up until the point where somebody said, "Hey, did anyone bother looking for an exit?" <laughs> up until that point, no one even thought to look for a damn exit out of the freaking cave. That was it. Uh, the ninth one, I'm going to go with Luke is a hologram. That was funny. They swerve you into that, but you could easily call that Luke dies three times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because he, he dies when they oh, every gun is aimed on him. Right then and there, I knew he was a hologram. When he, he does a little dusting off his shoulder thing. I thought it going to do like a, I thought it was going to give him like this crazy force bubble so or something. So I'm sitting That's in the theater like um, humming Jay-Z to myself in that scene. <laughs> Jay-Z. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Calm, brush your shoulder off. <laughs> 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 so brush your shoulder off. And finally, the 10th <laughs> swerve that I can't, and I stopped after, when I got to 10, I stopped. Okay. I probably could have found more in there, but evil Laura Dern. Evil that was Lord Dern. Yeah, evil Laura Dern that they did. They went out of their way to make it her look sinister, make her look like she was trying to lead the the resistance. And they they kept saying, "How are they tracking us? How are they tracking us?" And you're like, "Oh, it must be evil Laura Dern who looks sinister, who's not explaining the master plan, who's not explaining who, what, which would be easy to explain to anybody and everybody there. Look, this is what we're doing. Nope." Evil Laura Dern, who then becomes hero Laura Dern as she sacrificed, or Holdo, whatever. But that was, again, another attempt at a swerve. And not to say all these swerves were successful. I'm sure the audience was ahead of most of them after a while. But yes, uh, that was at least 10 swerves that I counted, some of them being three swerves in one. That's a lot of swerving. Yes. That's why you have an accident of a movie. 
<laughs> you would know a little thing about it. They were, accident, they were yeah. driving drunk. I know a few. I know a few things about swerving. <laughs> uh, thoughts? Anybody disagree? Anybody saying? As far as like what the swerves? The or? swerves. Do you do you agree? Like, did you watch that movie and be like, God, they really are trying to be cl- smarter than the audience. Clever, yeah. Yeah, they really yeah. Are, are in love with their own cleverness. The Princess Leia flying in space thing, when that first happened... I, that took me out of the movie for yeah, like a did, split second. It? Yeah, it, it, it did, and I was like, "Whoa!" Now I don't know what I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of freaky. That it was. was. It really was. That it was, was like using the force to pull something. But then no. why did she use more of that? It was something but, they've been doing. For- but no, because huh? okay, but I gotta disagree a little bit here, Richard, because it. Okay. There was a peacefulness that came over the audience because everyone knew Carrie had died, and they're like. Here it is. Here's our moment to say goodbye to Carrie. And all of a sudden, in the cheesiest way, she goes flying back to the ship. And everyone, I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just misread things. But there was a collective in in, in the audience at that time as we all prepared. I think I I read somewhere that um, one of the scenes was deleted, too. So maybe it would make more sense because when she's flying, um, supposedly she goes... I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, God. Well, Richard made a good point about this because we were talking about the fact that Luke is dead and Leia's alive. And he said, it's like the Joker all over again. They killed the wrong character. Yeah, she's the only one that's still (laughs) going to be alive. That's what I said. She's dead. I, so I, they, yeah, yeah they killed crazy. the wrong character. And they they killed the wrong character. It's the Joker all over again, Richard. Yeah, but they get a lot point. more mileage out of Luke Skywalker. That's not going to be a problem. But um, but but with the with the Princess Leia, you know that that side that the audience has, that sets up that scene right there sets up the entire complete. It's not like they did this after she passed away, and they're like, man, what are we going to do? Let's go ahead and capitalize on this. This is something that that that, that must have been in production from the very beginning because. There's no way that you you would have introduced the idea that oh she was knocked out and then Holden takes over after the actress passes away. This had to be there from uh, from ground zero. Oh, I agree. I, I agree that yeah. it was there from ground zero. But I so, do think there was enough time in between to do a couple of reshoots. I mean, it wasn't like Carrie Fisher spent the rest of the movie asleep. So right. outside of her busting in this to to shoot Poe, I think a couple of reshoots would have handled that just well. If they wanted to pay for it. If they wanted to do that. But, I mean, yeah, Carrie died long enough. I thought that they could have fixed that with reshoots. But there was something, I don't know, there was something a little disheartening about watching somebody who you knew was dead, who you knew we needed to say goodbye to, die on screen only to come back. Yeah. I think it did take a little something about take a little something away from the audience as we were watching it, as everyone prepared for that moment to just be like, goodbye, Carrie, thank you, only to be like, oh. Oh, you came uh, back. She's not done yet. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? Open the window. Let her in. It's like, oh, you're you're staying. Okay. Uh, Well, well, the other thing is, though, um, after that happened, I thought that was setting up for her to do some really wacky, crazy stuff later in the movie. Like, I I thought she was going to start, like, lifting ships or something like <laughs> i was like well if she's gonna do that there's no telling what'll happen but i think they could have done a little bit more with her uh in the later parts of the movie if they were gonna have her come back you know and fly in space yeah i was gonna say yeah one that's a total waste of power because we, we don't see her use jelly powers other than in, in sensing things we don't see her using yeah. jelly powers anywhere else 
mm-hmm. in, in any of the movies. Talking to Luke when he's, when, she, when he's hanging from it, and when she knows that Vader's dead in Return of the Jedi. That's what we she see said. That she has some, some innate force sense. She, but they don't she's use her powers other than sensing things. She doesn't have any active powers, Richard. I knew what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he's a millennial. <laughs> Between being a- actively use- using the force and being, being part of the force. The force is just there. She can sense the force, but she doesn't actively use it. Two different things. And in, in, in uh, any of the Jedi, how we knew that they used or they were eligible to be Jedi before is that they were sens- somehow sensitive, but through training, they learned how to use it. So she. Ray doesn't need that. Ray was else. going ahead and using the Force without any training. Okay. Yeah, that's just Ray. That's it. Nobody else. Well, all right. Well, let me ask you this question. What did y'all think about the basic idea behind like the, the, the slow speed chase through space? Like the Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> uh, plot like, line. That- like Deadpool on the ice rink. <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all think about that? Well, it's kind of like a um, World War II Navy thing, which, which works well in Star Wars. And they did that. Uh, I thought that, that worked out really well, the whole bombing run on the, on the Dreadnought at the beginning. That was beautiful, um, yes. Th- 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 what did you say? That was beautiful. The whole bombing run on the Dreadnought. I, I, yeah, that was when I was sucked in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love the Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. But then Star you were let Wars- down starts with the war in the stars it's great yeah um and i think uh, having the, almost the entirety of that that one thread that one storyline happening in space is kind of a neat thing i don't think we've really done that outside of um uh the falcon trying to find uh, trying to get to uh, cloud city so i thought that i, I enjoyed that okay yeah I, I'm, I'm with you and i think that's kind of why like i enjoyed the lightsaber battle like the praetorian guard lightsaber battle i thought was exquisite yeah that's so? pretty good oh yeah when man when, when ray ignited yeah. that lightsaber through a dude's head yeah. And toss, oh God! I I, I was that had applause in the, in my theater this uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Somebody oh. said nice in hours. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I that whole remember that. lightsaber duel that was. But I mean, I there, like that. Yeah. That's when I have to step back and say, okay, am I liking it because this is something unique and, and, and different to this movie, or am I liking it because? Well, they're like prerequisites. I mean, in every Star Wars movie, you have to blow up something huge, right? Yeah. You know, uh, to me, the the lightsaber battle. It was it was cool, but it's no Darth Maul. I'm sorry, that's still one of my favorites. But as far as what you were saying with the uh, the light speed tracking, I thought that was a pretty uh, cool. I don't know if that would be like the subplot or the main plot, but I thought that was neat. Like, oh, okay, yeah, these guys are in danger, and there's no way they're gonna get out of it. Like it was like a Star Trek episode. Well, you know? I thought that was cool too. Up until they abandoned the gimmick, where they were like, "Okay, how are these people tracking us?" And that's why you're made to believe. That's why you buy into the idea that maybe Laura Dern is, is dirty. Not, is dirty. Laura, exactly. Laura dirty. You buy into it because they're like, no one's ever been able to do this before. How are they tracking us? And and even the um, what's the name is Hux is the one who makes the comment that we have a string or uh, around them or something like that. Yeah, so that a string. Yeah, we have them on the string. And so you're led to believe that something is amiss here that makes it a little bit different than every other time. Mm-hmm. And so you're led into that, again, it's that lulling you into that false idea just to get that swerve on you. That somebody's a traitor. Exactly, that somebody on that yeah, ship so, must be a traitor. Okay, so this is what irritates me, is if we're going to what's canon is for now, already explained this technology in the damn cartoons doubles so how in the hell do they not know what this is in the, in the movie how are they surprised that they could track them through hyperspace when we already saw that technology in season two of star wars what was it season one or season two of star wars rebels you see and i didn't even know anything about that no i didn't yeah. i didn't either i didn't either i just i'm just saying like 
Finn figures it out, right? Or, or they all get together and they figure it out what it is. And I start to say to myself, all right, finally, Finn, I can believe in you. I want to believe in you. I do. I want to believe that a guy who I think would have one of the more interesting backstories in this trilogy, because yeah. he was an ex-stormtrooper, yep. he should know stuff. He should yeah. be like battle ready. Mm -hmm. This guy, he runs all the time. So finally he says, yeah, I know what this is and I can help you find this thing. And then like they don't even succeed. So I'm like, yeah, go kill yourself. Because I... I I'm taking, a, I'm taking a step beyond that. I was hopeful. Like all, it, it seems like Finn's motivation is not even loyalty to the resistance. No, it's a love for Ray. Right. And in this yes. movie, they hint of a possible love uh, relationship between not triangle, but a, a relationship between him and Rose. So now the one motivation that I think has been keeping Finn around this entire time, which is Ray, they, they're possibly saying, distance yourself from this because now we want you to understand that it's not like like you knew what was keeping uh luke to the uh rebels was his desire to fight with it with the rebels and, and fight the empire he wanted that before he even knew leia who she was so i mean the when she became his sister it was you know still a little weird but it was it was at least forgivable but i mean <laughs> with <laughs> Finn, there's no denying there is an attraction to Ray there that compels him to stay. I mean, this whole movie yeah. was like the first. He woke up. Where's Ray? Yeah, I that was the first thing he asked. Where is Ray? But I don't blame him, Danny. I don't blame him. Everybody on that ship is either an alien or a hundred years old. So, wait, so you're saying Ray's not here? So I'll take Rose. I'm just. I didn't even believe that to be any sort of relationship. All they did was ride on that big old weird looking mama thing and like i didn't see any part where it was like oh yeah they're bonding oh, but she was like she was all like oh my god you're finn you're you did yeah. this and you're you a legend that. right yes. and then and she stunned him and then you see that kiss <laughs> at the end and it's like oh so we gotta save the ones we love like, now there again would it be unlike this series to abandon what the previous movie did no but to me, that was Finn's motivation was Ray the entire time. He felt a connection to Ray, felt she, a connection to Poe, and and that to him was way more important than the whole resistance. He, he I, don't, I never got the impression that he cared about. He didn't care about the resistance. He didn't care about the first order. He felt it was all BS. Right. And he wanted to go find no, himself a nice no. quiet life. He quiet. knew the resistance. He knew the first order was wrong. He knew it was wrong. Uh, and, and yeah, and, right. and and he wanted to run from the from the uh, from the first order during most of the first movie. He just didn't want to go back to Jakku. Not, I mean, you know, Ray wants to go back. He's like, no, 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 no. they're going to get you. They're going to kill me. I'm not going to go back. There's no way, no how. And at that very last scene, he's just like, I'm done running. I'm not running from the first order anymore. Yes. I'm going to take it to them. But then they throw out that hero theme, where we don't need heroes. We need leaders. We need people who are going to inspire others. And that's where Rose comes in and not swerves but it, it reinforces the actual point of the movie what was the point of the movie i wait what I'm, the hell was the point i'm, of the movie? I'm, I'm waiting to hear the, the point, point of the movie, movie. Let, let, they let's... say it over and over and over again the whole point of this is to be the spark of hope to be the thing that actually reignites the uh, the desire not to be under the thumb of this first order next evil doer group is going to be there People are going to lay back and be scared and terrified unless they have hope, unless they have people who can inspire this, unless they can have leaders. From the very beginning, when Poe uh, when po is uh, taking, uh, taking on that, uh, that dreadnought, 
Leia's over there saying, we didn't need to kill the Dreadnought. We need to have people who can inspire the next group of people to take out Dreadnoughts, not this one. And you've just killed all these bombers, all these fighters pilots. They're not going to be there anymore to lead that next generation of people. And then at the very end, you've got uh, Finn, who's doing the exact same thing. He's going to take out that stupid battering ram. And Rose is like, no, we need you because you're the one that we love. You're the one that we're going to be, uh, be, t- be, be protecting. Um, again, because we need to, to not be the heroes. We need to go ahead and save the, uh, and, and, and to uh, be there for the people who matter. Not to constantly be uh, dying for things that we, that we need, but to live for the things that are important. I think that was Hollywood's way of saying, please, we can't make no new characters that have anything interesting to do. <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> I, you see, I was going to say, I thought the point in the movie was what Kylo Ren was saying the, all, the, all the, the time, which was, you, you got to no kill the past. Oh, wow. Yeah, kill that was past. a cool line. That's that what was. I thought the point of the whole thing was. Like, yeah. right, kill Luke, kill Han. Let, uh, no, that's why he's the antagonist. Yeah, well, yeah, but he kind of matches what the script <laughs> yeah. gives you. Like, I don't find, I, I kind of find myself identifying more with his message and I've kind of find myself identifying with theirs. Like, like let's go back to, okay, it's like, it's like Finn for a minute. Like when he was with Maz Kanata, he was already like, look, I ain't fighting. I'm not staying here. I don't have anything to do with this resistance thing. He was all ready to board another freighter and go off. Get with, out of there, yeah. Yeah, and work as labor. Because just to, he was afraid of the first, the first Order. He run from them. Well, afraid of the First Order, yes, and but that, also unwilling to fight for the resistance. Afraid, yeah, because, yes. Because that wasn't his thing. He was just trying to run from the First Order. And that's at the end of uh, The uh, Last Jedi. He says, I'm going to take the stand. I'm not running anymore. No, you're right. But what brought him back was not, let me be a part of the resistance. What brought him back was that Ray got captured. Let me ask, okay, let me ask one last question for me, and, and, and I'll shut up about this. I really don't know what else to say about this movie, except that it really was a letdown, and I don't know what the critics are raving about. What did y'all think about <laughs> how they handled Luke Skywalker's character? Was it, was it character assassination? Did they taint Luke Skywalker for you as a character because I mean I kind of felt like Luke was always whiny and I really didn't care for him but you know okay Return of the Jedi comes along now he's a Jedi master whether you felt it happened too fast or whatever you accept him in that role and then this movie he seems to be moody again he seems to be that guy that you met on tattooing who's moody who comes to terms with something, but I mean, even that scene with, okay, so let, let, let me go to that scene with, with Ben. Uh, that was one of the, the things about Luke that you really appreciated his, his coming to be as a Jedi is that he saw the good and he was willing to fight for the good. And he fought for the good that existed within Darth Vader. He barely knew his father, didn't know Darth Vader from anybody. He just believed that there was a good within him. Meanwhile, his nephew, he was ready to kill that sucker. <laughs> he was ready to take a lightsaber and cut him down in his sleep. Even if just for a brief moment. What do you think? Because I, I remember reading an article where Mark Hamill said he did not agree with the way that they took Luke's character. What did y'all think of their handling of Luke Skywalker in this movie? I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was just showing that he's gained wisdom and he's gotten older and has more experience. Now, I don't see any wisdom in anything he did. Even Yoda had no, to mean, show up uh, to say you're a dumb. Well, I mean, like as far as like his, like what he saw in Kylo Ren and Ben was that 
this is bad. <laughs> this, there's no coming back for this kid. But then he, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just felt like he was, I don't know. Just edit this out. I don't. I didn't make any sense. <laughs> just go with it. Thank you, Lee. I, 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 very insightful. What about Let's your favorite part, Lee? What about your favorite part that Luke Skywalker did? You couldn't say it when we did it live. Oh, what was that? Oh, boy. And it wasn't that favorite, I guess. Yeah. He I tosses guess I the lightsaber. What, what was it going to be? Like, do you remember? Yeah, she was going to hand him the lightsaber. That's what we saw. And then he got the lightsaber. And this oh, he's tossed oh. it over his shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just thought that, I just thought it was a great way to start the movie that you know you built up this whole time in your mind what was going to happen when she handed him that lightsaber and you're just like yeah whatever throws yeah, it over his shoulder. And on a side Should've note, said, I didn't buy I, like I, I've seen people complain about the humor in the movie. I didn't mind that up until they well, did the green lizard milking thing and the frothy. That's when I was like, okay, you now you're line. really going for the lowest common denominator here. But like the whole beginning yeah. of the movie where he's like, I'm still holding for Hux and all. I gig. I laugh. No, see, I thought that was, I thought that was hilarious. And I love that it started that way. The problem was that every other joke was just like that. Yeah. And it was just like, it did, it didn't fit the humor. I don't have a problem with humor in the Star Wars movies. There's a lot of great humor in them. Scruffy Nerf Herder and, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. But this humor just didn't seem to fit in the Star Wars universe, maybe. I don't know how to say yes. it. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it, it just didn't flow. It was, yeah. The jokes were funny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they didn't belong in this movie. No, I'm oh, with him. Millennial humor. Don't you yeah. go there, Richard Stetter. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just did, I think. He did it. He had to do it. He had to do it. <laughs> You know, Yoda said, oh, yeah, it's a real page turner. You know, I mean, those, it was the same type of humor throughout. And it just got old very quick. I agree. All right. Well, yeah, we got sidetracked with the humor thing. Okay. So back to Luke Skywalker's portrayal. All right. Lee, you said something so and Luke. then negated everything you just said. So, uh, <laughs> I, think that, I think the Hurchers were about to say, jump in on that. Uh, yeah. I'll say this Luke has always supposed to have been like lightly touched by the dark side, slightly troubled, slightly mm-hmm. moody. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the Skywalker gene because they they come from a very weird place in the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't bother me so much because I feel like that falls in line with the character of Skywalker's just sort of being lost. Okay. But that being said, then we look at it's just the male Skywalkers that are that <laughs> because you look at Leia, she has always been steady. She has always had resolve. She has always you know tread tread the straight path. You know, she's lost a lot. She's lost her adaptive parents, her whole planet. Mm-hmm. She's her husband. Yeah. And then by her damn brother, her husband, her son's crazy, and she is still moving forward. It's men that have issues. Um, and so it didn't bother me that Luke was lost because that just falls in line with he's like the parallel to his dad. His dad was lost. His dad was, you know, had some wanderlust. His dad was confused with his place in the force. So it makes sense to me that he would have to learn that lesson all over again. So does it, am I correct in assuming then that Luke would not have been one of your favorite characters from the original Star Wars? I love Luke, but I think it, if you look at the parallels between him and his dad, they both lose themselves at some point. Hmm. And, and that's all, it's always been from the time that Luke got his hand chopped off, he and his dad are supposed to follow sort of similar paths, and he and his dad have both been a little bit dark, moody. So this is just him going and going through his midlife crisis. I just I sort of figured it that way. Hmm. How do you? How would you face your sibling when you tried to kill her kid? 
I would probably run away too. I probably would not want to tell my sister. Yeah, you know about that. <laughs> I almost killed your kid, and that's why he was, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah why would, you, would you want to? Would you want to face your sibling? When your sister is is Leia, who will kick your ass? <laughs> One of those things that unexpectedly comes up at the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> You know, funny story. <laughs> uh, so, Leia, I, I've been meaning to talk to you. I don't know if it was a place or time, but um, <laughs> he was sleeping. I just had a bad dream. You know, the parents of Padme is like, not now, please, no. But okay, okay, wait. I want to ask Rochelle a question real quick. Okay, so, but didn't you take um, Return of the Jedi to mean that? Because you're right, Luke was always that way. And that's a great point. But didn't you take Return of the Jedi to mean that Luke had finally conquered all that nonsense? Um, no. I, no. I always had a okay. feeling that he would still have trouble finding his way. Okay. Especially when you're treading this on your own. I mean, he has sort of the Force ghost of, of Yoda and Obi-Wan to, to help guide him, but he's been treading this by himself. Hmm. And he's right about the Jedi history. The Jedi, did, the Jedi are part of the reason that the Republic fell. They, they got too cocky. He's right. So what do you do when everything that you learned, um, you must unlearn. Um, <laughs> you, you burn it. <laughs> it Apparently. It's part of, a part of the problems. Exactly. By the way, did y'all or, catch... Or you try to and, and you do it half-ass and Yoda just does it in two seconds, you know? Yeah. Did, did y'all catch that Ray had saved the books and they were aboard the Millennium Falcon and all that knowledge had not been lost? Yeah, I saw the shells. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I missed that. But I figured they must have backed it up somehow. Yeah. You know, I mean, even back yeah. in the day, like, you know, uh, with the Bible and stuff, you know, people were freaking writing on Dead Sea Scrolls, making <laughs> backups of the Bible and everything else. I mean, come on. Richard, what, did you th- what are your thoughts? Luke's portrayal. So uh, it, it's, it's just within the last, I would say, um, four or five years, I've really come. I, I, I've liked Mark Hamill, one of my, uh, my favorite undersung actors. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, I, I realized that I grew up with uh, you know, looking up to Luke Skywalker, who was about 20 years older than I was. And um, the idea of uh, you know, being a grouchy old guy who's really good with one-liners is really appealing to me. I think this is the best Luke Skywalker we could have ever had. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, um, and, and I think we've touched on this a little bit. I, I'm going to circle back to it since we're on, on Luke Skywalker. Um, Luke gets paralyzed when he, he when he loses everything. When the mm-hmm. Jedi Temple is destroyed, his his uh, students are either um, corrupted or killed, and it's his fault. And he he doesn't know what to do. Ray comes up, and he is faced with his own failures again. And he's been he's been brooding about it for years, but now he's it's smack in his face. It's on his own doorstep. He's got to deal with it, and it's forcing him to do all this stuff. Eventually, he's going to go ahead and uh, and burn down the tree. And he's just, he's just pissed. He's just angry. And it's Yoda who comes in and says, it's okay. Failure is our greatest teacher. You're always learning. That's all right. And that honestly should be what this, uh, our biggest takeaway from this movie, if you're going to have any kind of moral theme. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. We can, we can put this behind us. That's all right. That's how we get better. Um, I did like I, that. I, I think that's uh, one of the, yeah, I, I, th- I think that works with those character dynamics because, where Luke's at right now, he can't be open like that with Ray. He has to be either the grumpy hurt or the role model. He can't be, I need someone to confide in because I ruined the galaxy again. It's all my fault. He can't do that with the little girl who just showed up on his doorstep. But his old master, his old teacher, 
his other surrogate father, he can go ahead and open up and be honest and open about that and find the inner strength to go ahead and say, thanks, my demons, and his name is Kylo Ren. And I'm projecting thingy and, uh, and do all that. So yeah, I, I'm, I loved it. And I think the um, whether or not the director cared for the character or not, the editors and the camera loved him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think that, I think that showed through in the movie. I really do. I think that was the, the best 45 minutes of that movie was anything with Luke Skywalker in it. I felt like his performance did help carry the movie. Not only, uh, again, I would say this. It kind of harkened back to when I watched The Force Awakens where I looked at it and I said, my God, I was so happy with my happy ending from Return of the Jedi. Han and Leia were together. Luke had become a man and, and, and fulfills his destiny and become the ultimate Jedi, the chosen one, if you will. And then watching The Force Awakens and watching where now Han Solo and Leia's life just turned tragic. Once again, I think uh, you see a scenario where Luke Skywalker's life became tragic. And it's like that happy ending has been so disturbed <laughs> as if to wreck the original. Like, you know, I wanted those guys to have their happy ending and go off in the sunset and find they passed a torch. But do they have to pass the torch like this? Like being these mm. wrecked shells of human beings that can only salvage themselves by their deaths. That the only way to, 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 to salvage, it. to redeem yeah. what they become since their last, since Return of the Jedi, is to die. But Luke is a Jedi. He's going to become greater in the Force once he, uh, once he moves past that, uh, um, that fleshy body of his. Yeah, it, it, so so for him, this is his graduation. This is not his his, his serenade song. He tells he tells Kylo, "See you around, kid," and, mm-hmm. and and he means it. He's going to be haunting him for the rest of that guy that kid's life if he doesn't turn around and get him uh, and get himself on the straight and narrow. And he'll probably use Ray to help do that. Right, but I expect that Luke at most will have like a five or ten minute cameo at best in the next movie. Like ten no. minutes might even be pushing it. Like I mean, he's. You know, Alec Guinness came back in Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back and Yoda came back. Um, but, I mean, all these things were limited to... Ca- I mean, Force Ghosts, it's great. They come back, but they can only talk for a few moments and then that's it. Alec Guinness only came back for a few minutes because he hated being in these movies. He liked the paycheck, but he didn't want to be associated. <laughs> <laughs> so he did it. Mark Hamill loves this stuff. He, he, there, there's been some dark times where he has not been very happy that he was Luke Skywalker and only Luke Skywalker, but um, at, at this point in his life, he is successful. He... I don't has, know. Has, he can pay his, his mortgage. Kind of like Vanilla Ice. He, and he loves it. They, he, if, if they offer him a half an hour or 45 minutes of being a space ghost, he'll do it. Oh, he, I'm sure he'll do it. Ten minutes, but he's been. I'm sure he'll do it, but he's been highly critical of the series up to date. I would say, like, I mean, he said that he did not care for the first one, the way his character was portrayed. He came in at the end, didn't make much sense to him. He didn't care for the way his character was portrayed in this. I mean, he's been very vocal about the fact that, look, I'm. You're right. I'm here for the paycheck. This is not where I think that the story should go. But hey, if y'all want to pay me to do it, I'll do it. I'm not going to be the one that disrupts everything. He said, like, if I said no. I would be the most hated man in nerdum. I believe yeah. is the way he put it. So, <laughs> no, that makes sense. Well, Kevin, do we have anything else or? No, not not that I can think of. I mean, I, the, the only thing that aggravated me with 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 Luke's character is just the parallels with his story now versus Ben's story, Ben Kenobi's story. 
when he failed Anakin. That's what was running through my head the entire mm. time. It's like, okay, so uh, Ben failed, failed Anakin. So now he fails Ben. It's That's like a, a Skywalker point. Ben like mishmash Problem. mess up. That's, That's a good point. It's like they should not be in cahoots with us. People <laughs> named Ben and Skywalker. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you never and, yeah. and and that's you never get to see how they failed them. Well, I guess you get to see it when you watch the prequels. How yeah, the, the Palpatine prequels, right. was able to use Pal, uh, Padme to go ahead and seduce him over. You never have gotten to see just yet how it was because you know Ben Solo should have been like a celebrity, right? You know, in those times, like he, he should be the celebrity Jedi. He's a, he's a chosen one. He's the son of Luke and Leia. Uh, son, I'm sorry, son of Han and Leia, the nephew of Luke Skywalker. He should have been a celebrity. I mean, how do you run across Snoke? How does Snoke seduce you to the Force? I think that's a that's a movie in and of itself. How Which will they probably lost, be a movie in and of itself. <laughs> I would hope so. It has so. to do. Do you want the answer? What? Yes, <laughs> so I would I love give it. Give me the nerd answer. It has to do with where Anakin came from, how he was born from the Force. Anakin is the middle. Anakin is neither good nor evil. He is the middle of the Force. He had so his <laughs> have inherited this balance. And sometimes within that balance, there's turmoil. So Anakin draws from both the bad side of the Force and the good side of the Force. And it's the same thing we see in Luke. He draws from the bad side of the Force and the good side of the Force. And obviously with Ben, we see that there was an emotional event that tipped him over the scale. But for the Skywalkers, from where they were born in this neutral space, they can't be entirely one thing or the other. And so they're constantly within themselves between the two sides so it's the story is constantly cyclical then is what is what is what i'm is, right. is, is what right. it is right there's but right and that's what i don't want i don't want that yeah from a that's narrative from, but it's and, disney this is peter pan all this has happened before and all this will happen again and that's all okay from a metaphysical standpoint that's all well and good and all just give me some kind of a sense like of an act like is there a force convention where everyone gets together well, and then that's how he meets uh, how do you meet snoke I, that's what <laughs> i want to know like how you should be one of the most protected celebrity type figures in the galaxy as ben solo where where did the meet like they had to do three movies to show how palpatine seduced anakin can't right. we get a and sentence? And I think that we missed the Snoke Sit. backstory. I think we miss where Snoke came from. Snoke could Thank have you. been, you know, right. somebody like Palpatine who was sort of posing as something good in the Force um, or, or an ally to the Force and, 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 and sort of whispering in his ear. But we don't yes. know because they just Ooh. killed him off and never told us who in the hell right. he was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, Snoke was just driving around in a, in a he, van. Hey, kid. Yeah, Ben went to one of those clubs in Bourbon and there was Snoke at the bar table, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things. They kind of met on Bourbon Street, one of those clubs. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say this to finish my last part with the with the Luke thing, because I, I, I do. I love Luke. I, I didn't realize it got that deep, though. Like, I, I'm learning something today. Got uh, that deep. What do yeah, you mean? that was really deep. Well, it comes from... Okay. Cartoons, but yet Anakin, Anakin actually struck down the 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 neutral point in the Force, and he was supposed to replace him. And you see in the cartoons that they are now out of balance because the good side of the Force died, and the balance is gone. Um, and I think Anakin ends up killing the the bad side of the Force too. So Anakin is this weird middle and this weird conflict. He is. The, conflict between the two sides of the horse and it's not until i think that the skywalkers are 
that we're going to see any kind of resolution. I'm going to be totally honest because their bloodline is tainted conflict. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, well, not tainted, not but they, they were born. They were born of this chaos. You know, they uh, were born of this chaos. And, and yeah. And, well, they were tainted know. with those metachlorians or symbiotic parasites. <laughs> That's what it all comes back. They still get. They're, they're passing it from one of. I mean, they should use condoms or something. <laughs> That's what it should be. That won't stop it. Mean, we can't forget that. I mean, you know, that's already there. I mean, I, I guess the thing for me was is when I, I was looking forward to this mainly because of, of Luke. And I, I figured he was going to die. I just didn't know how because after what they did to Han in the other movie. But um, I got to admit, I kind of I kind of was looking for him. OK, like when he was just like, yeah, he tossed a lightsaber. He's like, I will help you. I don't even know you. I was like, OK, I get that. But it's like you guys said, I would have liked a little more story as to how he became crazy enough to drink green milk and live with like E.T. looking nuns and all that other stuff. Because I just thought that whole life was just weird. So for me, the part where he goes and he says, okay, uh, what is it like? He, he has rain and he tells her to like, you know, seek out the force. And then she looks at that big old abyss and then he's like, whoa, you just like went right for that, didn't you? I felt like at that point, I thought he was going to start trying to explain a little more of the force or something to her, because that's usually what they at least do, you know, in, in the in the past movies, they they try to do some sort of, you know, metaphysical teaching or, or something right, like that, because right, right, right. he didn't kick her out. I mean, he said, go away. She never went away and he didn't do anything. He's just like, well, I guess she's just going to hang out. So I figured at some point he was actually going to teach her something, something the way it was like, you know, like, again, like uh, with Yoda. Uh, lifted like an X-wing, something where he was like, "Okay, wait, okay, this girl has something," and I agree, Richard. Like you said, he doesn't have to go ahead and open his guts to her and say, "Hey, look, let me tell you what happened." But at the same time, he could be like, "Hey, maybe there's a chance for me to redeem myself, and I could be a better teacher or something like that with this girl." And I figured that part would have occurred, and it really didn't. And then, like, uh. When he did the fight at the end, that was awesome. That was uh, that was awesome. I, I was I was like clapping inside. But then, like when he goes ahead and he has that seizure or whatever that is on the rock, and he just <laughs> dies. Like what is what is that? So I thought that ending was kind of cheap. I get it; he's gonna come back as a ghost and all that stuff. But I was Gave like, himself a heart attack by overexerting himself. He, he, exactly. He, he Don Corleone it, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, that was like, I was one of the <laughs> coolest powers I had seen him use, and I was like, wow, okay, hadn't seen that before. So I guess they're gonna bring it back. And then he's like, yeah, well, I'm tired on this rock. I'm like, well, if that's the case, why'd you actually go out there and fight him? That way, it would have looked a little more drastic, you know? Because he more dramatic. knew that he had to distract. He was there for the for a purpose. Yeah, yeah but, he was, like, but he was still gonna die. That's I, that's my point. I see Eli's point. Yeah, Eli's he's saying that look, if you're gonna die one way or the other, you Fight might as well just show up. At yeah. least you know, get to hug like Leia one last time or something. Or- right. And and I guess the thing is is okay, he's old, he's cantankerous. I get that. But the Luke I knew the Luke I grew up with was always a guy that was like, I want to see more adventure. I want to see this. This is still a guy that got Han and everybody out of Jabba's palace. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy does stuff. I mean, you know, when the that, chips are down, this guy does some stuff. But that was a younger Luke in uh, Galaxy Far, Far Away a long time I, ago. I hear that. I hear that. And, and you know, your yeah. school burns down. No, I was going to say, your school burns down. he caused sister's kid to lose his That's shit. right. Uh, you know? yeah, well, uh, yeah, but look. You know, bit, I would... Yeah. 
But that's a look. That's a confusing version. I mean, like Danny said, that was part of the swerve. Like I totally just forgot about that part of the plot because I was like, "Look, you did it three times." Yeah, I'm not Matlock. Okay, I'm not trying to figure out what's the truth here or not. The 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 end result is pretty solid. These two guys are going to have to fight each other at some point. Yeah, and he did not teach. Ray, anything short of let me tickle your hand with a leaf. Oh, yeah. no, you're uh, right. That right. is one thing that pissed me off. Everybody was on a false <laughs> mission. Finn's mission to go find the master code breaker. Right. False mission. There, there's no point in it. Uh, what's his name's uh, Pose mutiny? False mission. Failed. He was wrong. Ray going to be taught by Luke. Failed. False mission. All he taught her was, and this is why the Jedi suck. Right. And then he did no, 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 It comes back to Yoda. Huh? Nah. It's all about failure. This is all about learning. I Failures are okay. Every one of these things was a failure. They failed to find this thing. They find, failed to find that thing. And that's how we grow. I understand that. That's, that's true. I love, I, love, I, love the, I love the philosophy and stuff. And like, it was cool to see Yoda come out. But at the same time, I mean, it's like Danny said earlier. Like Yoda basically came out and said, yeah, don't worry about these books. Let's just burn the tree. You suck. I suck. Hey, it happens. But that's not, that's not a hero's journey. Like, he didn't really do the full story on Hero's Journey in this movie. You do hit a point where you get a low point, yes. But then you're supposed to have some sort of revelation that kicks you out of it. And, I mean, he really, in my opinion, he didn't get that. Because if he had done it, he would have said, hey, Rain, this is how you lift a bunch of boulders. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, Rain, this Rain is how you do this. That. She had figured it out. And but, the thing that I took from it is she, every time that he went been to there. teach Ray or he wanted to show Ray something, he saw something in her that made him hesitate. So, like, he was intrigued by when she was a lightsaber with a rock. He saw that she had a natural talent there, but then she lost control. And when she lost control and sliced the rock in half, he walked away. So every time that he saw something, okay, maybe I'm going to teach her, maybe there's something there, she lost control. And that, so... You, you have to kind of see it from his perspective. The last kind of student that didn't have control, he lost his Yeah. And he brought down the galaxy. But, but and, uh, I was going to say, but uh, you say that, and I hear you, but then at the same time, okay, let's put it like this. Somebody comes to your house, and they say to you, hey, look, I want you to train me on how to keep my house up like you're doing. And then you say, no, get out. The person stays. <laughs> Then they mess up all the stuff in your house. You mean to tell me you wouldn't at least say, hey, come here, come here. This is how we set forks over here on my table. We don't cut rocks on my place. We don't kill the nuns that take <laughs> care of my area. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just let stuff happen. And I didn't think that was very conducive to the character. He should at least step in and be like, hey, wait. He was afraid. Nah, but see, that's that's not, in my opinion, that's not he Luke. Well, he could have been like, hey, let me catch this nope, rock. You just slit in half. That's typical Skywalker fear. I sense much fear in him. <laughs> it's the Skywalker thing. It's it's part of their, their, their ethos. The fear is the part of the problem. It's a, it's a paralytic for them. So he saw something in her that made him afraid and that he, that was familiar to him and he froze. Whether, whether it made sense. But then we see the same thing in Yoda. Yoda didn't want to teach Luke because he was too old and he had he had some characteristics just like his dad. Yoda saw some. Right. And w that's right. Yoda saw something. Way in the hell back ago. But he, and he made Luke and face it, his own. He made Luke face his own demons. And he said, okay, you're going to go ahead and do your thing fine. But at some old, point. Obi-Wan begs. But that's the thing. They're still teachers. 
So at some point, they come back and they have to make that character better. It was like Danny was saying earlier, Hulk Hogan lays down so The Rock could be the guy. I mean, you did not get that. He, I didn't get that from Luke at, at all. There was no point when Luke, outside of the last 45 minutes, really used his powers to say, I will teach you, but stop cutting up my rocks. Yoda was 970 seconds for how old he was. He had learned a few lessons along the way. Joe Lewis is 170 years old. There they go. That's that same one. Every time I bring up Joe Lewis, somebody's going to be pulling Yoda out the ass. Yoda the wise. Yoda the magnificent. He did it next week. Yoda was my dad. But compared to Obi-Wan, Yoda wasn't shit. <laughs> all right. He kicked Palpatine's ass. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go all right, ahead. all right. Yeah. To support Eli's point, I got to say something in support of what Eli was saying there. You're right. But what Eli says is here, every, uh, it's all well and good and all. Luke's got to learn the lessons because Luke is still controlled by fear and all that. But didn't Luke already learn that lesson in Empire Strikes Back where he went in the cave and faced Darth Vader and cut off his head and saw it was his own? Right. There was a point in time where Luke should have learned that lesson. Don't be controlled by fear. Don't be controlled because you are cutting off your own head. And so that's the idea behind Return of the Jedi is that Luke has learned that lesson. He's moved on. Uh, And in these new movies now, you're led to believe, well, in this last movie, I should say. It's a constant battle. Exactly. But to, to Eli's point... That should have been a lesson Luke already learned. The fact that he didn't learn it and now he's repeating the same mistakes is then now, as Rochelle put it, to her point, the tragedy of the Skywalker line. So you're looking at two different things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and Rochelle has like a a whole different depth of it than I I have. I'm looking at it as like uh, I love the character. This is what I think of right. when I see the character, and that's that's pretty much how I'm approaching it. I just wanted to see him like do stuff, like you know what I mean. Like, and I didn't, I didn't get that. Like, and and that's just pretty much answering what Daddy's question was as far as how I thought the depiction of Luke was in the movie past the last forty five minutes. Yeah, the dude was just doing weird stuff, and it's and it's not cohesive to what I would think the character would have been, nor. You know the fact of just saying, hey, look, I've, I've taught classes before with some bad kids. I understand the point of just being like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. But it doesn't change the core of, you know what I mean, of who you are to where you're like, eh, I'm going to just burn all the books, burn this. You know, I get you can lose faith, but you still have to have that point in a story. Just in general, just as a narrative, you have to have that point in the story where you become redeemed because you see something in someone else and you still have to train that person. You know, you still have to say, look, I got knowledge. I don't want to use it, but if you're going to go and do this thing and it gets you off of my planet here, move some rocks. <laughs> this is how you do it. Get out. I didn't get any you, of that. You wanted the Rocky four training sequence. To <laughs> yeah, I would take a montage. Oh, I would, is that what you want? You want an 80s montage? I would have took a montage. Yeah, I would have seen her running around the, 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 the track or something. Like with, you, like, you wanted her to lift that X-Wing out of that oh, lagoon, didn't that you? That would have been nice. Exactly. Wouldn't that have been nice? Yeah, just something where he's like, look, I'm not the guy you want, but if you want to test me. I'm the guy me, you deserve. Yeah, <laughs> not the guy you need. <laughs> yeah. Watch me lift this. And you got the, the, the big titty green lizard on the rope and pulling it up. <laughs> <laughs> green milk. Kylo! 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 <laughs> 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 
You know, uh, they pull out a lightsaber and like, yeah. All right. Yeah, you, know, you know what's sad? So this is, is that- what I have to say about that. Yeah. Is Anakin was ultimately redeemed. I think that you're going to see Luke redeemed in the third movie. Because I think you're going to see that parallel. I, I'm pretty I sure you're going to see that parallel. If you look at the, the history of the Jedi and what Yoda had learned and why Yoda went into hiding is that they did learn that ultimately the, the, the Jedi religion, quote unquote, was part of the problem. Um, the, 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 the quest for power, whether it's good power or bad, is part of the problem. And, and we see that explained in the cartoons. We see that explained into where when Yoda finally goes into exile, they've learned that there's a problem with the way that the, the Jedi religion was functioning. And I think Luke learned that lesson. But I think you're ultimately going to see the Luke character redeemed, just like we saw Anakin redeemed in the third movie. Well, okay. Probably so, yeah. Anyway, I, want, I, want to talk, I was going to let this go, but now that Rochelle said that, I, it brings me to, back to this then. Hold up. In my mind, Luke was redeemed because the guy who didn't want to fight saved people, got involved in the fight, caused a distraction, and did so at his own peril. So you don't think Luke was redeemed? No, I think you're going to see Luke move forward um, with his relationship with Ray in the third movie and, and, and come back and train her somewhat. And what was the problem with the Jedi and what, why he felt that way? I think you're going to see some reconciliation of the problem with the Jedi religion. I, I hope, I hope you're right, but these two past two movies have shown me that stories could go yeah. anywhere. I've been yeah. giving too much uh, credit. Yeah. I, I'm ho- oh, yeah, that's true. I'm ho- let me say that. I'm hoping yeah. that we go with this theme because it's been something that they've talked about in in the Clone War, in the, the prequels. It's something that they talked about in the Clone War cartoons, and it's something that we've talked about in the Rebel cartoons, is the, the quest for power with the Jedi were, was part of the problem. So they were just as bad, almost, as the Sith, because they were seeking power just as much as the Sith were. Now, the Sith were also seeking control mm-hmm. and exploitation, um, but that it invited challenge almost. So I mean, I'm hoping that we'll figure figure this out. Which because makes sense otherwise, we've yeah. repeated this theme in multiple series for goddamn nothing. I, I can, I can buy that right. only because they always talk about the balance in the Force. And so if you have like just the Jedis in power... Um, that's going to bring a rise to some kind of dark side that balances out the mm-hmm. Jedi's. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. I, I, two questions. Okay. All right. One. What did? I, I, and I'd like to let Lee Lastavica go first in this one. <laughs> yeah, Lee Lastavica yeah. has not said a whole lot. I don't know what's going on over there in Lastavica land. He's booking vacations. But he did say something about this last time, and now that we got a little bit more time talking, because I was reflecting on it, because at first I was dismissing what Lee said, but. You know, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, maybe there's a point behind this. What do y'all think about the addition of who looks to be the newest character that is going to be a member of the of the new movies going forward, a, a member of the core uh, group in Rose? What did y'all think about her as a character? Lee, I want you to go first because you did not like Rose. I, I didn't. Well, I say I didn't like her. She didn't do anything for me. I didn't. I wasn't... Um sympathetic to her character in any way she lost her um, sister yeah i guess i mean i don't think she was that good of an actress i don't know i mean i didn't i didn't really care one way or the other i guess is what i'm saying yeah, um, but that, i could say the same thing for poe and uh and finn too so maybe that's just going along with it but that you didn't yeah, care I for didn't, them or that they weren't good actors 
Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, ultimately, what is she going to bring to this this team? A love interest you know I mean? for Finn like, is my guess. But why? I mean, who cares? I, thank you. <laughs> I was perfectly it's happy so, with there being the love interest between Finn and Ray and, and leaving it like that. But go ahead. I mean, Poe is Poe. I mean, whether you like the characters or not, Poe is like the new Han Solo guy. He's cocky. He's, you know, arrogant. No. And he's, you know, he's a wild guy and he does what he wants. And Lee, A, if yeah. Han Solo led a mutiny, there'd be a mutiny. Poe Dameron, I know Poe Dameron, and he is no Han Solo. <laughs> I have seen Poe Dameron at work, sir, and he is no Han Solo. Having said that, look, I agree with you. Um, the character is meant to embody somewhat the spirit of a Han Solo, but the difference between a Poe Dameron and a Han Solo is that Poe's already married to the cause. Han Solo was never married to the cause. That's that's fair enough. Okay, no, that's um, all I'm saying. Yeah, my whole point of all that is, I mean, that's great. I mean, I don't disagree. I just my point of everything with that conversation is that they all serve a purpose. They all have a backstory. Other than her sister dying on a bomb run, who is she? She's nothing. A maintenance mechanic. What does she add to the story? She stuns people. Female empowerment. Not even. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Uncompelling. Uncompelling. I, I, I didn't care. I did not care one way or another. I, wow. Okay. She's a space filler. That's kind of how I felt about it. She's mm. a space filler. Okay, I can see next. that. Yeah. I, I yeah. looked. I give it. I get that they did not do her character any, but no love for the dead sister. No I love the dead sister. They no. could have just had the damn dead sister and left it at that. Why? And then <laughs> she should have just died at the end of the movie. There was no. Never mind. I'm with you. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. She should have died. I hated that. That was like the fifties death that we got. No, you're right. She should have died at the end of the movie. But you know, it would have been like an unrequited love between her and Finn, and she died to save him. And her that would have had purpose, I suppose. I'm with you on that. She should have died at the end of the movie. Kevin, no love for Rose. No. No love for her. Well, I, I think she's a. Wow. I think she's a side character. Basically, she is a side character. Yeah, well, you know that. what she reminds me. I mean, now I don't know this character because I don't know the whole lore about it or she's background. A, but a side wait, chick. hush. I, I don't know. But, um, I, I don't know this character because uh, 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 you know I don't know that whole lore of that particular side of the movie. But in Guardians Two, Mantis's character when she comes in, mm-hmm. does she really do anything as part of the Guardians at that point? In the movie. I don't care what she does outside of the thing. Maybe she does something more, mm-hmm. but she's more like a side character. Um, uh, and so Rose kind of maybe kind of just like that. She's just there. They're both Asian. I'm not lumping that in there, but you know. Whoa. Kevin is Asian. He can say that. You know, they, uh, the Mantis girl had better like hair. Like Lee said, they borrowed the whole crystallization thing mm-hmm. in space. And, you know, the, from Guardians 2, they borrowed the whole side Asian per, uh, lady from Guardians 2. I don't know. Okay. But I, I I see her as she may have some key things where she knows stuff and will maybe move whatever story they come up along. But I don't see her as being one of the the prominent characters in the story. I cannot I cannot argue that I, I don't see her. She really didn't step up and 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 claim a place a place. In, she has in her, no place yeah. in this story. Yeah, you know, she is at least. I mean, um, top, all she but, all she did was inspire that kid with a broom. 
at the end. Rose did that? Yeah, she gave him that ring. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the little that. kid with the broom was like, all right, I thought, I'm like, wait, why are you going to end it with the kid with the broom? Is he going to do something in the next movie? I thought he was going to use the force to make the broom sweet for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting like a <laughs> Disney <laughs> baby bobby boot thing. Right? <laughs> okay, so explain this to me then. So if he's got, quote unquote, the force... Where did he come from and how did he get it? He's got to be an offspring of a Jedi, right? He has, no. medi- nope. he has midichlorians. He like- no, no. I think if anything between Anakin Skywalker and um, uh, Rey, they've established you don't have to have two parents with the Force getting it on in order to have the Force. You can just spontaneously okay, I, get the Force. That's what I was wondering. Did you actually have to like be born into the Force? Apparently not. Just- no. no, no. The people who have happened, the force right? are more likely to have children who have the force, and they're right. likely to be stronger. And if you are a child okay. that comes from two parents that don't have the force, you're ten times stronger than the average Jedi. Kind of like a mudblood. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Hercher. Wait, hold. I, I gotta. I gotta hear Richard Hercher on this one. Richard. On Rose. On Rose. Poe said it best. Rose, you didn't die, and in doing so, you exceeded my expectations. <laughs> she was just a surrogate for Ray during that plot line, uh, because Ray was doing her thing. Instead of mm-hmm. putting Finn and Poe together, they got to figure, okay, Finn can't go by himself. Mm-hmm. Why well, do we do? We want Ray. We can't have Ray. Let's do this character. And yeah, like I said, I, I think her biggest contribution will be she will probably get killed off in the next movie, mm-hmm. and because she has some kind of emotional attachment, but she's not one of the core characters. So she could bring Finn to actually believe in the cause if she dies in the next movie, maybe. Yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Wow. That's what they're going to do. This is is the level of badness we're at with this movie that no one really cares. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. All she did was ride the llama thing. Well, you know, but she rode the llama. She helped inspire a kid. She saved Finn at the very end. She sacrificed herself for Finn. Her sister sacrificed herself. I I felt there was a little bit more meat on that bone than y'all are letting on, but I can't disagree with any of your points. You're right. The character was handled badly, as I felt a lot of characters were in this movie. But I don't blame it. I don't want to say that she's a bad actress. I no, just, no. I, I want to say that she just. Yeah, I didn't see she was. She's a bad not. A, no, she's not a bad actress. She just didn't have that line. You know, like all the, all the characters in Star Wars, they have that that line that defines them. Yes. You know what I mean? And she didn't really have that. All I all I can really remember besides her writing the thing is giving the ring to the kid with the broom, and uh, she goes to what's that? What's the gambling planet? Uh, Casino Royale. Yeah, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Cinnabite. There's something bite. Yeah, something, uh, I, I want to say Cinnabite. I'm like, yo, that's Hellraiser. Killabite. Killabite. Kato. Kato Bay. Cantabite. Cantabite. Something like yeah. Clear it out. Like, and she goes there. Like, I mean, like, I like that planet. Like, I was like, wow, that's cool. Like, you know, everybody's getting paid out there. Then, like, she ruins it for me. You know, she's like, look over there. She People. ruined the whole planet, really? Yeah, because I was like, wow, what a cool planet. And then she goes over and says, no, look. Look how they treat the llamas and then the kids. They're like, all right, well, all right, fine. Well, technically, it all got ruined because they illegally parked. Yeah. And apparently, Moss Kanata saw that in a vision that they would illegally park, which is why she told him, look for the guy with the brooch. That way, you can get arrested and put in jail for illegally parking and run into the real master hacker, code breaker guy that would cheat on you later dj and 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 she so but she didn't have like any sort of definitive line that would be like yeah that was awesome none of them did yeah and but that's the that's the thing and as far as like her and finn yeah that was awesome i guess she saved him from you know blowing up but 
there was nothing. They didn't have any back and forth. Like that. Like I, I didn't see that coming. That she was like, yeah, you know, I need to spark hope and save the ones you love. Like, whoa, where this come from? <laughs> like you stunned the dude in the first minute after you thought he was leaving. Like give you such a hearing. Like, well, you you going somewhere? Uh, well, gotta stun she- you. That's my job. Gotta stun people. Try to desert. Sorry. Well, no, because she was like in admiration of the dude that. It yeah. took her a while for it to dawn on her that he. Oh wait, you're he trying has a to backpack. escape. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think you're selling her a bit short. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Everything you're saying is fair. But I'm trying to work through. It. Like you know what? They, I'm just saying. Like there's ways they could have improved. Like yes, they could have. They they could have gave her a freaking bombership like we, the sister did. We just spent 20 minutes talking about how they could have improved. Well, upon bombers are destroyed, destroyed though. Bottom line is they could have improved upon how they treated everybody. Okay, I want to ask one last question here, and we'll wrap it up with this. Yeah. We'll ask, okay. we'll ask this. Right. Okay. I Do asked we have this, to? Yes. Yes. I asked this question the last time we did a, a live FaceTime recording, and now you, we've, you, me, and Lee have had time to think about it, and Richard and Rochelle and Kevin have not had a chance to answer it. When we walked away from Force Awakens, we all had questions. Who is Snoke? How did he get Kylo Ren to his side? Why did Ray get left? Who are her parents? How did, we had a lot of questions that we wanted to see answered, and I think that's why we all went into this movie with such high expectations. Now we've seen this movie, and I think it's fair to say we're all disappointed a bit by this movie, but is there anything that is compelling you to go watch the third movie other than just morbid curiosity? Is there any unanswered question? Is there something that you're like, they got to pay this off? I want to know how they're going to handle this outside. No, no, no. Let me let me preface by saying outside. How are they going to handle Carrie Fisher's death? That's just that's that's circumstances beyond the, the plot. Throw that out outside of how are they going to handle a dead Carrie Fisher? Is there anything that y'all are looking forward to seeing in the third movie that y'all want to see how this movie franchise answers? And we'll start with the the three who have not had a chance. We'll start with Kevin. Kevin, I have one. Um, and maybe I missed this in the movie, but who's a uh, Ren's parents? Uh, junkers. They died uh, trading her for what drug money? Yeah, but no, who please. told her that? Kylo, Kylo Ren. Uh, do you believe that? Yes. Why? Because the writing has been so lazy <laughs> to this point. I have no reason to believe that you they have, have a no. no I, I, story. See, I didn't. I didn't buy into that. I think that's just something that but he even wanted. Ray to... would like, said it alone. He's like, "You must know." Yes, I know. I felt it. You know, yeah, but, but if he's in the dark side, being controlled by the dark side of force, he's going to tell her to do whatever to take her to that possible, side. Possible. You know? it, it, it could all be a red herring. Yeah, that possible. wasn't answered to me. So you you don't believe any of that? I don't believe any of that. I, I look. You have good reason not to yeah. believe it. I. Because of lazy writing, I'm, I'm going to say. Is, yeah. Could be it's a lazy writing. It could, you know, it just. Could be. Yeah. Could be. All right. That's one of them. That's one of the questions. Richard. Um, the only reason I want to watch the next one is to get the taste of this one out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> this is not a terrible movie. It's not. This is. I, I'm not even convinced this is the worst Star Wars movie. I still. I, I disagree with Rochelle. I think um, uh, Attack of the Clones might be a, still a worse movie than this. Or even Phantom Menace. I'm not sure. I, I, I saw it twice in the theater, and I'm looking forward to owning it. I'm not going to go back to the theater again. Uh, and I'll watch it again once I own it. But the reality is this this was two and a half hours of movie that only had 45 minutes of good Star Wars in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they can do better. I'm not convinced J.J. Abrams can do better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as bad as this was, I'm willing to give J.J. Abrams another chance. Rochelle, is there something that you saw that you think that they can resolve in this last one? 
Uh, Rochelle is uh, indisposed at the moment, but she was just uh, just, just telling me, um, no, she 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 has been uh, abused by this movie. And she just doesn't care anymore, uh, and she's looking forward to the next one just so uh, just just because she hopes to be pleasantly surprised because she's done. Yeah, she, uh, Richard. She, to your credit, she, she, I think you quoted your wife very well there. Yeah, it was like she was <laughs> right God. there. Be proud of your husband. That was awesome. Lee Lastavica. Anything? Nada. Zip. Zero. Masconada. I will watch the next movie because it's a Star Wars movie, but there's nothing that left me hungry at the end of this movie. Eli Ivory. I think it's like I said earlier, the only other thing would be what they do with Luke after having this discussion. I mean Space Ghost Luke? Yeah. Luke? yeah. That if they Space do something. <laughs> but it's but yeah, it like it wasn't something where I was on a, a cliffhanger when we left out from the show. And if you know from the movie, if I really have to dig, I would have to say, hopefully they asked the other uh, planets that didn't want to show up when they were trapped in the bunker where you were at. But no, it didn't. It didn't really leave me like hanging. I mean, like you said, with Empire, that's what made Empire so great. You're like, well, holy crap, what happens to Han? Holy crap, mm-hmm. you know the the rebels are in trouble. Like this is all a disarray. This didn't happen like this. The good guys should win. So. You want to see Return of the Jedi because you're like, how do they get out of that? But in this one, no, everybody's just like, yeah, we're back. Hey, we made it. We're good. And it's like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a happy ending. It was just an ending. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. Um, sort of Luke, not too worried about it. <laughs> there is one storyline that I want to see how they handle going forward. But one storyline. Talk about it for the next movie. For the next movie. And it, you'll never guess which character it is. And I want to see how BB-8. they handle it. No. <laughs> he was awesome. BB-8. Rosenfinn. Nope. Had nothing to do with Rosenfinn. Nope. Nothing okay. to do with him. What, what would you want to see how they conclude it? No, not how they conclude it. Nope. Nope. A, a character in yeah. and of himself that I want to see what happens with. Chewbacca. Nope. No. Yoda. No, it'd have to be somebody. Ah. Richard Hurcher, I think, just said it. What'd you say, Hux. Rich? Hux, he Hux. said. Hux. I want to see how <laughs> Hux deals with because there's always been this hatred that exists between the oh, between two of them and Kyle, the, yeah. the force awakens and there's in this movie there's that you're not the supreme leader and then he force chokes him and has him recognize you know okay damn it i have to acknowledge you right now but i still don't like you and i still question you i would Dude. like to see there's something about that relationship between hux and Kylo Ren that I'd like to see how that plays out. There's something interesting in that to me. A lover's quarrel. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Get that dread knife stuff blowing them up. Maybe. 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 I'm maybe not going to judge. I don't judge. Maybe they just, <laughs> you know, they f*** it out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Imperial Guard watches. That's the whole thing. Who's the top? Who's the bottom? I don't know. That's a tough one. He's a force top. Yeah, he's a force <laughs> He's a force top. <laughs> He has no choice. Uh, <laughs> the safe word is midichlorian. <laughs> <laughs> but Be no, gentle. there's something in that relationship I'd like to see. I'd also like to see whether or not Han Solo comes back as a space ghost. Like, because you know, Luke makes <laughs> reference, just like your father haunts you, I'll haunt you. And well, I'd no, love to see. That, that struck me as more of a. Um, yeah, you're, you're haunted by the fact that you had that you killed your father. You you haven't gotten over that. And I, I thought that was more it, not not an actual. He's a ghost visiting him at the night. Oh no no no! I agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay, 
I just want to say there was a moment where Hans, uh, Hans Solo, Harrison Ford was interviewed on Jimmy Kimmel, and they asked him, are you going to be in any other Star Wars movies? You know, I know you were, you were killed off, but are you going to... And he did the little thing where he kind of zipped his lips and threw away the key kind of thing. And there's a part of me that hopes beyond hope that Luke and Han will have a reunion somewhere in the Force afterlife. The in the Han movie. Solo movie, maybe. No, no, no. I don't want to see no fake Han Solo. I don't see no fake-ass Han Solo. Well, what if Han Solo, what the Han Solo movie has, a, uh, has just a, an intro where it's old Han just before uh, going out to, uh, to pick up the Raptars, meeting up with Lando, and reminiscing about their old times. Oh, like the young Indiana Jones adventures. Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. You know, why not? That, I could see them like a, what, was on Tatooine at a bar or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you remember when I killed that dude? And by the <laughs> way, that's another thing. Get your fucking head out of your asses and get Billy D. Williams back on this you movie. What the? That man is not gonna live forever. Dude, you're right. He's still no, you're good too. Right. He still is good. What? Like Chewbacca has nothing to do. He's got to be the muscle for somebody. Yeah, but it's only been like forty-eight hours since the beginning of the Force Awakens till the end of the uh, um, the, the, the Last Jedi. Admittedly, they haven't had time to put a postcard out to Lando. I get that he it's timing, but I, he should have been at the bar at the casino. Oh God, that yeah. would have been a, even like that was if, genius if, if they you're did like that. Le, uh, Billy D. I'm sorry. We've gone through all three movies. There's just not a part for you. You could have stuck him in on a cameo in that casino scene where they just like they pan over to him and he's like thing going he's on. He's looking at him kind of quizzically, right? With yeah, the arrest, they're running through. Hey, yeah, yeah with the arrest, he's got yeah. in and like man, he's got a, a Colt forty five in his hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'd have been smooth with it too. He'd be like, "What are you doing here?" Just uh, there's got to be some kind of payoff with Lando. There's got to yeah. be. I mean, why is Lando not in this movie? I don't understand it. You you, you found roles for. C-3PO, even though C-3PO really has nothing to do. R2-D2, even though he doesn't really have anything to do in this movie. You found roles for them. Lando avenges Han Solo by killing Kylo Ren. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Admiral Akbar came back. Why can't we get Lando <laughs> What the hell? He came back for a cheap death. I mean, why can't we get Lando Akbar, yeah. back? Well, guys, uh, we have uh, exhausted our opinions on this, and we would love to hear... Uh, what you guys think about this, especially the question, was there anything that uh, that was leaving you hanging? Any cliffhangers for you that you want to have answered in the third movie? And also, if you really, really like this movie, we'd love to hear from you as well, man. Again, all opinions are welcome on the Magic Are We podcast. We're about to tell you how to get in touch with us soon. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, Magic Are We podcast, magicareway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. And we want to hear your opinions, so this is the ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us at show at magicourway.com. You can also call or send us a text at one eight one five That is one eight one five. 615 and you can also leave us a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on our homepage. And uh, we have, before I introduce a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast, I want to extend a very thank you to the Herchers, Richard and Rochelle, for coming on the show this week and discussing the latest Star Wars flick to come out. So, guys, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. We're hoping we didn't cause any problems in the Hercher household. <laughs> everybody is still cool with one another. It sounds like there were some disagreements on the movie, but... You know, we're we're hoping that y'all were able to 
through the power of the show, you're able to talk through it and come to an understanding. <laughs> I think any um, uh, 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 complaints can lay square, very squarely at the feet of Ryan Johnson. Bad <laughs> now, we had a lot of fun uh, with the debate and the discussion. It's, it's nice to talk to people other than ourselves about this stuff. Uh, having uh, uh, two two little kids running around underfoot, that's uh, you even get a chance to talk to each other about it, it's a little tough. So thank you guys for the forum. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. No anytime. Yeah, well, the first names that we thought of, and we're like, we're going to talk about this. I, I kind of want to hear their thoughts. Yep, yep. And like I said, we have a couple guys on our show that do things outside of the podcast. Number one, Eli does things with comic books. Eli, tell me what you got going on. Uh, you know how the Luchador de Comico does it. Uh, you go to www.ivacomics.com. Check out all the work that I got for Project Geisha, Savages, Blogs, links to this podcast, of course, so you never miss a beat. You can also find me on Facebook.com, Eli H. Ivory. Uh, Project Geisha has its own Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram. Always there, EIV504 and Twitter. You can find me at Hancock10166. So you know the story. It's all about the glory. Support the arts. Thank you. Awesome. And if you want to take a vacation to one of the Disney properties or anywhere else to go see the movie, you can talk to Lee. Lee, tell him what you got going on. Oh, man. You know how it goes. We, um, or get you where you want to go. You might want to see that new Star Wars hotel they're building over in Disney eventually. That's going to be pretty cool. You might see uh, BB-8 rolling around there. Uh, what you want to do is give me a call at 413-349-8747. That's 413-THE-SCHWARTZ. 413-S-C-H-W-R-T-Z. Um, <laughs> look me up on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. Or you can just email me at lee at magicrway.com. And as always, may the force be with you to get, make it no. Hasselvika. I guess. That, that, that was weak. <laughs> you kind of caught me <laughs> on, on you. You swerved. You swerved on me. Are you or I Eli? swerved you. I swerved you. Yeah, he did a little. He approached it a little differently, so it kind of, kind of hurt. Well, yeah, but then he threw in a word. He threw yeah. in the no. He threw in part. Yeah, he almost and, took most of your stuff. Yeah, so I, I was like, okay, Hasavika, there you go, bam. I've only yeah. done this thirty <laughs> times. Why would y'all have chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> That's the chemistry. Yeah, it's the Riggs Bertolt thing. You, know, you never know what you're gonna get. Yep. So, guys, there's a bunch of other ways you can support the show as a whole. You can click on some of our affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can also represent the Weekend Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating and review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. And remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And of course, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Ori podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Mawigans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Porgs. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? 
Tony Bennett. It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh wow! Hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is a radio, online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with. Man, how you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Our Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good about it. You hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, <laughs> give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get on, get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, uh, they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 